What do you say? What do you say? What do you say? We do a show today. What do you say? What do you say? I say, hey, I say, hey, what do you say? Let's do a pod today. I didn't know you were uh, that musical, Holman. I didn't know you were recording. <laughs> uh, you're down in that water because you just blew your vocal cords uh, out? Is that what just happened? Yep. Kind of what happened there, and I don't have any Dr. Pepper in the studio because somebody had the last one. Yeah, that was uh, last two weeks ago I had that. Yeah. And they weren't replaced. Yeah, no, I uh, have a case at home because the uh, the wife uh, ordered some case food. is at home. Uh, normally. It's, but the last case I brought in, that was mine that was in the fridge. That's true. Yeah. True. Episode number 180. Five guys, please refrain from sucking on this episode. Wow, well, how do you know, Alice, that we're gonna suck? Not up to me. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's up to me. <laughs> so, uh, just out of curiosity, did you catch your car on fire this week? I actually do. Uh, I know a guy in Huntington Beach that lit uh, some of his engine and wiring and and tubes and uh, on fire uh-huh. uh, in his 1942 uh, GPW. Mm, it's possible. <laughs> Can I tell you a funny story about that? Uh, I would like you to tell our audience how that happened. I yelled, fire! Fire! Help! Help! Nobody came out. My wife claimed she did not hear it. About three hours later, my 14-year-old walks downstairs and goes, hey, Dad, did you? Uh, what are you doing? Are you, are you fixing where the fire was? And I looked at her and I go, how did you know there was a fire? She goes, oh, I watched the whole thing from my uh, bedroom window. I go, did you think to maybe run down with water, a blanket, see if I needed help? She goes, oh, no, I was frozen. It was scary. <laughs> and I'm thinking, all right. She was when, frozen and it was scary? When the world ends, this is <laughs> I'm going to have to take this one under my wing because uh, she's not going to be self-sufficient. That's kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you love your kids, but there's those moments in life you're like, all right, it's time for you to just figure it out and and, and be assertive and, and, you know, just – Act and no, it was not that mo- not at that not, moment. Not, she did not, not shine. Not, no, not there yet. Not so that yet. was a uh, that was a Saturday. I saw it. You had posted photos from your ring camera of yeah. you lighting the, the fire because I thought I didn't light the fire. No, well, it it lit right. So what I it was, was about th- eighteen inch tall flame, and then yeah. the next frame from your ring camera is you booking it. So You're I about to myself, twelve feet from the from the truck. Nobody's ever going to believe this. And then I went, ah, my ring camera. So I looked <laughs> for it. I go, oh, that does and look funny. It's clearly you with your yeah. cargo shorts, and yeah. they're around. Your around your knees running right. Uh, I, I can't remember if I did it at Sean P. Holman or at Odd Ford, but uh, but it's on one of those. And um, the other day, I guess earlier today, I was working on it, and a lady was walking her dog and says, "Oh, you, did you get the fire out?" <laughs> okay, and then how did she know? Because she saw it from down the street, and also again didn't help you. And on Sunday. Uh, a another lady came walking by. She goes, "Can I ask you a question?" I said, "Sure." And I think she's going to ask, "Tell me the story of this uh, a- antique that's uh, museum piece that's in your driveway." She goes, um, "I'm not sure if I was seeing things, but was it on fire the other day? <laughs> like all these damn people have surrounded me." And so, what happened? Do you know? Yes. You got to share it. I don't know. It's embarrassing. <laughs> oh, it was a me. It was a me issue. Okay. Uh, I was I had been working hard to get the GPW fired up, and I could not get it to start to save my life. And so I decided, all right, the plugs look a little fouled. I'm going to change the oil. I'm going to change the plugs, and I'm going to charge the battery, and then I'm going to see what happens. Change the oil, change the plugs, full battery, got it to start. And I was like, 
holy crap, it started. It's it's running. It's idling. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. So I decided to take it for a ride around the block. And I may have forgot to check that there was coolant in the radiator. <laughs> okay. Because when we fired it up at the ranch, I went to pick it up. I had assumed that since my uncle was getting it prepped that he had already put uh, coolant in it. And he obviously uh, or apparently hadn't. And I didn't check because I was excited that it was finally running again. And I'm like, ah, it's been, I've been working on this thing for days. It's finally running. So I'm like, all right. So I grabbed the 14 year old and I said, hey, do you, uh, actually, I didn't say do you. I said, hey, come downstairs with your shoes on. And she (laughs) said, okay. She came downstairs. What can we do? I'm like, I need you to help me uh, bleed the brakes. Because my thinking is, this sounds unsafe. If the brakes are working, I'm taking this around the block. So she gets in, and I'm like, pump, pump, hold, pump, pump, hold, and we do it, and all air shooting out of it. And I'm like, talking to her how drum brakes work, how bleeding the system works, why we're doing what we're oh, doing. Oh, you're having a great dad, father, son, and, father, daughter, father, daughter. And she's like, Dad, this is awesome. This is so much fun. She did a great job. And uh, and I'm like, all right, how's the brake pedal? Oh, I can feel the difference. I'm like, perfect. So then I get in. I'm like, oh yeah, brake pedal's hard. So I fire it up. Tell my wife, give her the camera, and I go. I'm going around the block, and she's like, are you crazy? I'm like, yes. So it's rolling down the driveway, and I decide to stomp my foot on the brakes, and it stops. I go, all right, I got brakes. Threw it in first gear, let the clutch out, made a turn down my street. And then as I uh, made the lap around my neighborhood block, I came back, and it started running kind of funny, and it stalled right in front of our house. And I'm like, oh, all right, well, that's not good. And it sort of started smelling like gas and stuff. I'm like, oh, shoot, what's wrong? And the gas was boiling in the, uh, in the carburetor. But I was in the middle of the street, so I left it in first gear, and I went to drive the starter with the ignition so that I could get it off the road. Okay. And I got it to the front of my driveway, and I popped it up. I could hear the the fuel boiling, but I wasn't sure if because I had to uh, clean out the floats. I've got a Carter AFB on an Offenhauser uh, intake. So I, I popped the, the, the covers, the inspection covers, off the floats, sprayed carb cleaner, cleaned them out. And that's what helped me start it was the car floats weren't sticking anymore, which is good. That was a good thing. But I was thinking, oh, shoot, the the fuel's boiling. I don't want any more fuel in here. So I grabbed the fuel line off the carb and I I capped it off with my finger just until everything was done, until everything cooled off and kind of hosed the engine down. It was sizzling hot. And I went, oh, crap. I popped the radiator. It's like there's nothing in here. So I fill it up with water and coolant and I go to start it and it won't start. And I'm like, because I want to circulate that coolant as fast as possible through the engine. But you hadn't put the but fuel, line, put back the fuel line back on. No. So when I started, it started pumping fuel out and it hit the exhaust header. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> so uh, I, uh, I put, anyway, long story short, put the fire out, uh, did a bunch of uh, damage to the wiring in some hoses. Uh, so it took me about three hours, rewired everything. And could not get it to start again. And I was like, what am I missing here? So what I think maybe happened is even though the plug wires looked okay, um, there was some, you know, bubbling around the insulation. So maybe I, I killed a wire. So I bought a new distributor cap, a new rotor, new wires. Mm-hmm. And I also burned the Bendix out when I was start when I started it, you know, the ignition to ignition drive it or starter drive it to the driveway. So I went to our friends at AutoZone to Duralast, <laughs> I swear to God, and got a lifetime warranty, uh, reman. Did you for, really? I, I did. And uh, You got in the zone. They, I, I did get in the zone, yes. I'm not falling for your-, your You have your to say it. Uh, AutoZone. Yeah. And, uh, and, no, you got to say no, it. Long story short. Get so in the zone. Do it. Do it. You know, no. We're not to the sponsor <laughs> reads yet. This is organic AutoZone uh, and Duralast talking right now. This okay. actually happened. Okay. All right. 
And so, so I don't want to mix that up with our reads because then they'll think that they paid us to say that. No, I actually used it. It was awesome. They had it in stock. Dude, 60 bucks. I know. I $15 saw, I, core I saw charge. It sitting on your driveway. Yeah, $15 core charge. Get a brand new lifetime warranty. Dude, who could beat that? Yeah. I swear, that, that happened. So, and you, okay, you anyway. put it in, yeah. So I put in the new starter. Starter was awesome. Everything working great. And I just couldn't get to start. So I did cap and wrote it. And then I couldn't get to start again. So I looked and I did every spark plug wire one at a time so I wouldn't mess up the order. Somehow I messed up the order. Mm. So I went back, double-checked my work, and went, ah, I'm one off. So then I went back, I fixed it all, and today it fired up again. Oh, really? So it's And uh, what it's would running. it sound like if that GPW were running? I'm not going to tell you right now because uh, it may show up in another segment at some point. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So anyway, it's, it's running. Uh, oil looks horrible. Uh, it definitely has some uh, moisture in it. So I'm hoping I didn't blow a head gasket when I got it all hot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sucked. So I'm going to change the oil before I run it again. But the exhaust was super clean. Nothing was firing out. There's no knocking, no weird sounds. So I'm going to get some fresh oil in that bad boy, and hopefully uh, everything will be okay. I'm hoping that the moisture that I saw in the oil was only because I had to uh, hose off the engine, and I'm hoping it, it got in through maybe like you know the the oil fill you know or something like that you know or just some moisture got in there. It's not a lot. But there's definitely moisture in the in the crankcase, hmm. so we'll see. So Could it's, be bad. It's been a crazy uh, week. I'm I'm just at the point where I just want to get it running because if I can get it to reliably start and run, I can pull it into the garage, pull it out in the garage to work on it, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, right, I'm right there, I'm right there. It does look like this crazy looking Jeep Ford thingy looks like it was put together just with a bunch of scrap steel plate. It doesn't really look like it was no, how put you? together in a factory. It looks just fully fabricated like in someone's backyard. Yes, yeah, so it was called the Ford Factory in 1942. <laughs> I mean, it just it's wild how just basic it is. It is basic. And I don't know if you noticed, out of the thermostat housing comes the heater hose. Well, of course, this thing doesn't have a heater. So if you look, there's a big piece of wood in like tree branch that has been <laughs> whittled down, shoved in a hole with uh, a um, hose clamp. Uh-huh. And it hasn't leaked in like 40 years. So, <laughs> But I'm happy because this is the I, I got it started. I drove it around the block. I got it started again today before I came to the podcast. So it's run in my care for a total of about 10 minutes already. Okay. And, uh, That's I've, longer I've than owned, it's running along. Well, since 1998 yeah, yeah. when it was parked. And so in that 10 minutes, I've lit it on fire and possibly blew a head gasket. <laughs> so it hasn't been- Yeah, buddy. It, Good job. It hasn't been a great, a great experience. Although- uh, I uh, have gotten to see my uh, my friend Manny over at the Huntington Beach AutoZone mm-hmm. uh, because he helped me on the uh, Ford project in the past. And uh, I hadn't seen him in a while. I hadn't had a reason to go in in a while. And uh, now I have a reason to go in literally three or four times a day. And the other day I walk in and he's like, hey, you're Sean, right? And I look at him. I'm like, yeah. He goes, hey, I follow you on Instagram. Really? <laughs> yeah, he does? Cool. Yeah, yeah. That, is it creepy? No, it's cool. cool. No, okay. he's, he's, he's a cool dude. So, uh, Does he listen to the show? I don't know if he listens to the show or not. Because how weird would it be if he worked at the place that you know was one of our advertisers? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if it would be weird. I think it would be That'd awesome. Be cool. yeah. yeah. I think it would be cool. Well, you got if he's listening now, give, give him a Pro- shout out. Props to Manny. All right, Manny. Yeah. What's up, Manny? Appreciate it. So uh, anyway, uh, the, the crew at the AutoZone and uh, HB off Warner, thank you. You guys have uh, had almost everything I needed, and off the app, I've been able to uh, uh, order stuff that came next day to my house. As this just is part the of the, uh, the AutoZone app? Oh, uh, yeah, the AutoZone app. Okay. So that's been pretty cool. So uh, anyway, it's it's nice to know that the engine we think is a 66 or 67 out of like a Jeep Commando or something like that. 
So I, it's horrible to find parts for because anytime I'm looking for engine stuff, I have to go to, you know, 66 Jeep Commando V6. You know, oh, what kind of car is it? Let's, it? The thing that sucks about most auto parts, anything these days, is they want to cross-reference off of the year-make model because that's the lowest common denominator for the average person. Sure. I want to go off of the engine it is or or whatever, right? And so for those of us with, you know, engine swaps, it's always hard to figure out, like, what it's easier if you know what that engine came out of for getting parts and stuff. Absolutely. Is, so. Well, the problem is, and because at work we were just dealing with this today, we have some we wanted to add because with most automotive websites, you go year make model, right? Engine, but to just go by engine opens up a can of worms because right. that engine can be in too many things. Yep. And then the problem is like you might not make a part that will fit in the vehicle. So it right. might physically bolt on the engine but if the engine were on, the on an side. engine stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if it's, it, it'll hit the firewall, it'll hit the you know the fan shroud, you never know. So Yeah, so anyway, it's it's been a little bit of a struggle. I also have a custom radiator that has a weird radio uh, radiator cap on it. It's a three-quarter inch neck, and the radiator cap is like a two and three-quarter or two and 11 sixteenths or something like that. And I can't find the radiator cap anywhere. I've cross-referenced it. I've walked into like a bunch of auto parts stores. I'm like, guys, do you have anything? The guys at AutoZone pulled out the a bunch of radiator caps just off the shelf so I could start going through boxes to see it. It doesn't match anything. I figured, oh, yeah, you get a custom radiator. It's probably going to be something simple like a GM that's in everything, right? And it's not. So I, I found this website where they make farming equipment uh, replacement parts for tractors and stuff. And I put in the dimensions, and there's they have like this chart, and I can look at the dimensions of this radiator cap. And the closest thing was for a Ford 5000 tractor. So I don't know what that is, <laughs> but my uncle has a bunch of Ford tractors at his ranch. I wouldn't oh. be surprised if he pulled a radiator out of one of them or something. I was able to get the number that it cross-references to. So it looks like it might be the cap. So I, I bought a Ford tractor uh, cap on it. Oh, and that's it, the other thing. It wouldn't be the only tractor part on that uh, GPW. Uh, it wouldn't be. And the other thing I was going to say that I forgot to mention about my debacle is I, I had fuel boiling in the car, but it was hot. But even after I poured fluid in it and filled up the, the, the radiator, I still had it boiling and then the radiator boiled over. So what I'm thinking is the cap is bad, so is it's not pressurizing. It, is that when it sprayed all over my shoes? That is when it sprayed all okay. over your shoes, all yeah. Right. <laughs> I actually did that on purpose. <laughs> I'm sure you so did. So I'm thinking if I get the right cap, it'll pressurize the system, and that should control the engine heat and should keep the fuel from boiling in the uh, in the carb. The carb needs to get rebuilt. I had a couple drops coming out of like one of the ports. I mean, ah, it's just like the I one mean, thing dude, after the other. It's from 42. Yeah, yeah. It's 79 years old. Yeah. It, with a engine that is, what, uh 55 years old or something yeah. like that. So I, I know it's going to take a while, but I'm like, I just feel like I'm in high school auto shop where the teacher got like a donation engine and it's on a stand. He's like, make it run, right? And you're going, with what? With what? what where did I start? <laughs> like, I thank God I've got guys like uh, David Freiberger, mm-hmm. Rick Payway, Christian Hazel. Did you call Vern all Simons. of them already? Yes, all of them. I'm like, every <laughs> if one of them doesn't answer, I go to the next one, right? And then eventually I get all this knowledge coming back in and- I'm building it right now. The goal is to get it so I can take it to Moab next year and I can drive it in Moab on the trails with the flat fender run. That's the goal at this exact moment. It's going to be done before your F100. It is going to be done. It's, I'm at, well, let me put it this way. I'll be driving it and enjoying myself before my F100, <laughs> which is really wrong. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry to bring that I up. I have a project that I can get excited about. Hey, so uh, I'd like to thank not you, but Nissan. 
because uh, unlike uh, Lightning, Nissan is our reliable partner mm-hmm. who makes uh, dependable, long-lasting trucks. And uh, Nissan does what they say they will with their five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. If, uh, if Nissan says bring it in and we'll fix it, you actually get it back and it's fixed. Not that you'd ever need that, but I'm just saying from a friend standpoint, sure, sure, Nissan, sure. great friends over there at Nissan. Yeah. Well, they I, honor I, their commitments. I queued you up to hate me. I do. <laughs> uh, so, Nissan, if you're in the market for uh, one of the uh, most underrated, best value, most dependable trucks out there, the uh, Titan and Titan XD, five-year, 100,000-mile warranty, the most standard V8 horsepower in its class, Fender audio system. Zero-gravity seats. No. No? Yeah. Oh, I just wanted okay. to throw you off. I was, because like, Wait, I was so waiting for you to throw something in there. <laughs> okay. And then I leave. Well, you were on a roll, dude. Some, you've, been, you've been taking these over. We used to yin and yang it back yeah, and yeah, forth. Yeah, but then you take and Now you're long. just steamrolling. Just, right, I'm going to rock, no, rock it. I'm going to sit here and just eat my candy. I'm going to rock it. So check it out. I'm leaving tomorrow to go drive the new Nissan Frontier. What? So I'm hoping next episode will be out of embargo. Wow. And we'll be able to talk about the, uh, the all new uh, 2022 Nissan Frontier. Embargo. Really? If. If. If, if what? The embargo is lifted by the next time we do our show. I'm hoping it is. Can't we just go early? Sure. I mean, what are they going to do? Nothing. I mean, pull their sponsorship and hate us for the rest of our lives. No, they're awesome. They're they're going to love it because we got we got the scoop of the Nissan guys. All right. Yeah. All right. I like it. So uh, where would you go if you're looking for a Nissan truck, Lightning? I would go to uh, Huntington Beach Nissan. <laughs> oh, you meant not specifically mean in general Nissan. Uh, that would be Sur, that would be Surf City Nissan. Oh, Surf City Nissan. Yes. yes. Uh no, I would actually go to uh, NissanUSA.com and I would build in price and then. I would go to Surf City Nissan. Or a local dealer near you. No, I would just go to that one, and I would tell everyone needs to go to Surf City <laughs> why, Nissan. Why that one? I don't know. It's close. <laughs> it's not close to you. It's close to me. That's yeah, true. <laughs> I do. Where's my local Nissan dealer? A Carson? It is. It's in Carson. Yeah. Is that your Carson? Or, or is it the Cerritos Auto Square? Oh, is there yeah, one there? I think there might be. Huh. Huh. Good to know. This is a bad conversation. Yeah, all right, well, then we're going to move right along to uh, Duralast. <laughs> and guess what? For the uh, month of August, we are going to talk about starters and alternators. And I swear this is not a setup. This actually happened. So here, here's what goes down. I, I, co- I We were cruising around Saturday. My kid's learning to drive, so we cruise over to Holman's house just because he's got to put some miles on before he can get his license. He's in his learner's permit right now. And Holman or your son? Uh, both. <laughs> okay, <just laughs> both. You, after what happened, you might want to go back and no, take that's, some, some uh, tests. I just lost my ASC everything. Certification, <laughs> yes. everything. So we cruise up, and I thought, hey, I want to go see the truck that he lit on fire. So we, we, uh, we get over there, and I walk up, and he's got cardboard boxes laying all over the driveway. And I look down, and sure enough, the dude's got a freaking Duralast <laughs> starter sitting there. And yep. I'm like, what? You're just like, they're not going to believe us. <laughs> I know. That's true. <laughs> like, I actually went to AutoZone and got a starter, and it bolted right in and worked 100% the first time. The other- well, the minute I roll up, so I, I come up, and his legs are sticking out, and his belly is poking through because his shirt had risen up. Uh-huh. So he's got like a uh, one of those baby tees on, basically. Yes, baby tees. Just, just right. like his belly's poking is out. Is you getting back at me for the uh, last couple of bits? I'm just saying that okay. I look down, and I as I start to laugh, now it's laugh turns to s- surprise when I see the Duralast box dead. Yeah, did you there. see my dead starter being lifted out, being unbirthed from the vehicle <laughs> and putting the, uh, the new one back it on? It was less than clean, yes. How long did it take me to replace that starter? I'm going to guess... 
10 minutes? Yeah, probably 10 minutes. Yeah. In and out. I told you, I'm like, you're like, well, is it going to run or catch on fire? And I'm like, I don't know. Give me 10 minutes. Like, I just got to put these last two connections yeah. on. And uh, it ran while you it were there. Did, you it did. Yeah, we fired it up. Dude, I was the one that videotaped it. I know. That's what you said. All right. So, uh, Dirt Last Starters and Alternators, uh, they are triple tested at the component, subassembly, and finished unit level to ensure OE or better amperage and torque output. And what was nice, Duralast on their remand stuff actually gives you a full printout of all of the tests they do and what the voltage and amperage and everything coming out of that individual starter is. That sounds like it's above and beyond. So it came in, uh, came in the box that way. They say by analyzing returns, they identify and design solutions for OE problems like a new oil shield that now comes installed on alternators to prevent premature failure. All of their alternators and starters are remanufactured by Tier 1 or OE manufacturers for OE or better performance levels versus rebuilt, which is just torn down, inspected, and clean. And then all wear components, brushes, bearings are replaced with new, as well as all sub-assemblies, rotors, stators, rectifiers, where the original no longer met the OE performance levels. Or you can go with Duralast Gold, 100% new unit line, also available at your local AutoZone. Head over to DuralastParts.com where you can see their full line of starters and alternators. And I can tell you firsthand, no, they did not give me one for free. I paid for it with my own money, and it was a great experience. They gave me a, uh, a printout that came with the thing. I returned the core, and they said, is this a receipt? They gave me the money back. Easy as that. It wasn't just anyone. It was Manny. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of our sponsors where I actually use their product is Onyx. So if you mm-hmm. head over to onyxmaps.com, when I adventure in the backcountry, I like to know where I am and what's nearby. I like to know about featured trails. I like to know about private property. I like to know about anything interesting nearby. You get all that from onyxmaps.com. You can find open trails near you. You can track trips, add custom waypoints, download maps for offline use. You can use interactive maps. You can find campsites. Uh, they also have 3D and satellite maps. And the best part of Onyx is it's across all of your devices, whether it's on your laptop from onyxmaps.com or on your iPad or your iPhone or your Android device. One change to your account changes everything. So I like to plan on my laptop and I like to use my iPad out in the field. If you went out to go get your campsite, like if we were going to, uh, for example, Johnson Valley, way before King of the Hammers, yeah. you got to go like a week in advance to get a campsite, right? Is there a way to drop like a, a breadcrumb or a pin or something yeah, so you, your family can find you? You can have a... Waypoints, you can have tracks or trails that you have uh, either private or you can share them with others. And so if they have the app as well, they can uh, find out where, where you can go. And they can navigate to you by saying, navigate here, and it'll open up Apple Maps and send you to uh, to those coordinates. The best part is Onyx Off-Road doesn't require a credit card for their seven-day free trial. So try it out if you want to uh, sign up. Less than a take of gas, $29.99 per year for premium and $99.99 per year per elite. Head on over to onyxmaps.com. And this is where we welcome our newest partner, Bill Stein. Which uh, I'm obviously a huge fan, and guess what? Can I ask how- I have Bill Stein on all my personal stuff, I know, but hold on. How did this come down? Uh, I've I've got friends at Bill Stein. They know that I love the company. I I really believe in the product. I use the product. I've used the product for decades. Uh, And uh, they asked if uh, they could sponsor the podcast. I think after Jason Engelman came on to talk about Bronco and TRX uh, shocks- they're like, yeah, this is really great. We, we'd love to do some more I with you guys. I think he was disarmingly honest. Like, Absolutely. I, when, when he came on, the way he was talking about tech, the technology deeply yeah, and, and really giving opinions, not just telling a company line, that was really refreshing. Yeah, no, he, he was great. And uh, if you guys haven't heard that episode about the TRX shocks and the Bronco shocks, uh, head on over to that in, in the playlist. Great conversation. But uh, in my opinion, the shocks you want on your truck are from the company that invented monotubes back in 1955, and that's Bill Stein. 
So Bill Stein has full coverage today for all popular vehicles, including direct replacement, performance, leveling kits, all the way up to race parts. In fact, you can find Bill Stein's from the factory on Ram TRX, Ford Bronco, and hey, Nissan Titan and Frontier. How about that? What do they know about shocks? So when manufacturers want the best, they choose Bill Stein. <laughs> also, they just released their new smooth body 8100 shock, so 2.65 piston. Wait a minute. The, uh, so you were excited about the, the 5100s, right? Well, I have the 5100s now. I've been waiting for the 8100s. Okay. So I've got the 8100s are on their way in a FedEx box right now. What are you going to do with the 51s? I'm going to uh, put them in a place of esteem, like artwork on my wall in my house. You should put them in under glass. <laughs> I'll put them under glass. <laughs> okay. I'll take that under advisement. So if you've got a regular JL or a JT, check out the uh, Smooth Body 8100s, which information is now available on Bill Stein's website. And then they also have a brand new line of control arms for uh, Tacoma as well. Wait, so, what? Since yeah. when do they offer control arms? They just they just started offering them right now. Well, that's going to upset some of our friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Who now, make control arms? Right. And normally you would package a, you know, a coilover with a control arm, and now you can get everything from one source instead of multiple. Best thing about Bill Stein, tier one supplier. So Dude. you know it's going to work. Highly engineered. They've got tier one rubber bushings, all that kind of stuff. It's all designed to last and perform. I wasn't joking. That's seriously going to upset some people. Good for them. I know, yeah. (laughs) Wow. Hey, how many applications, if you had to guess, how many applications? I mean- Thousands. Okay. Thousands. So I can go to BillStein.com and search your make model. Yep. And do they also have something for Nismo? Yeah, so uh, Nismo is uh, releasing their new 5160 upgrade shocks for the current generation Frontier, and I have it on good authority. They'll also work on the next generation Frontier. So I'm trying to mm. get that set up so we can drive the next generation Frontier with the upgraded suspension. When you say we, does that mean you? Yes, it does. <laughs> Damn it. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Because truck rides with truck show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show oh, oh. it's the truck show with your hosts lightning and holman what are you doing to the intro nothing to the intro it's what i did to my own vocal cords right there I'm so excited about all of our awesome sponsors. Like, seriously, what what other podcast has a truck manufacturer, has parts for your truck, has suspension for your truck, has a place to go take your truck? Man, we got it covered here. Got a good group of people. We are. We are blessed. Yeah. No, I'm no, awesome. no joking. I think it. Uh, w- we are very fortunate to have had Nissan since almost day one. And we've said that before, yeah. but we do have to pinch ourselves sometimes. We're just two schmoes in a hot, dank studio. Not dank right it's now. Not, oh, it's, it's a, a little, little dank. Dank. Yeah, it's okay. A little, right. Yeah, it is. It's been pretty humid lately. <laughs> we did it. We need Dude, a dehumidifier. My in this cigar room. humidor has been at like 75%, and mm-hmm. I've been like putting dry pieces of wood in it and propping it open because the humidity has been so high here. It's like, ugh. I don't know, it's, it, it's, it's not like Florida. Like when I was in no, Daytona, no, no. that's, you know. And it's you, not like Hawaii drip. either, It's but it's gross. It is not good right now. I don't know yeah. what's up. It's it not rained, Florida bad. It rained yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, it's, it's not Florida bad or Hawaii good. It's somewhere in the middle. Uh, well, look, before we get started, I want to talk to Jonathan Peace from Spark Industries. And we'll, we'll tell you that story in a second. But before we do, I got a quick uh, little segment for you, Holman. Can you guess? Can you guess? Can you guess the thing? 
All right, Holman, this is where you guess the thing. I'm going to run some uh, some trivia by you, okay. if you don't mind. Okay. okay. Yeah. In 2017, all the registered trucks combined in the U.S. traveled how many miles? All the classes, so light, medium, and heavy duty. All the trucks. Just guess. I want to. I'm just curious. Jeez, I, I, how would I know that? I don't know. This is a guessing game. It's can you guess the all thing? All right. How far away is the moon? Uh, like 400,000 miles or something. Something like that. Sure. Whatever. I'm going to say 400 million miles. Well, I would say that's a negative. I'm going to say 40 billion miles. You'd be closer. 297.6 billion miles. I'm giving that to myself. (laughs) (laughs) So, Holman, can you guess? Can you guess? Can you guess the thing? All right. Of all the 2021 pickups, which one weighs the most? All right, now these are regular these consumer vehicles. These are HDs. Either, yeah. Of, well, what is the heaviest one that you can get without a special driver's license? Let's put it that way. So, are we talking 450, 350? Uh, Heavy okay. duty. Like, okay. Help me, help me out here. Uh, I, I, oh, I'll go 450. Okay. Well, I'm going to say Ford F450. Well, then, oh, the F450. Yeah. Okay, because I guess it is the only 450. <laughs> I tricked you! Yeah! yeah! You did, yeah. <laughs> ah, curb weight, 8,600 yes! pounds. 8,600 pounds that's, for that that's damn thing. pretty heavy. Yeah, it is heavy. It also tows like 36,000 pounds or something. Can you guess? Can you guess? Can you guess the thing? All right, here's another one for you, okay. Holman. All right. What is the most expensive pickup ever sold at auction? Oh, at auction? Mm-hmm. Oh, pfft. I don't know. Do I have to guess the price or what it is? Uh, I would say ballpark the price. You won't be able to guess what it is. Okay, I'm going to say $2.5 million. Okay, not that expensive. This title belongs to a highly modified 1956 Ford F100 with a 5.4 liter supercharged V8 from a Shelby GT500 nicknamed Snakebit. The truck was customized by Mr. Gene Simmons of Kiss. It resembled a Shelby Mustang. Okay. And it was sold in 2014. Is there a giant tongue you had to sit on or anything? No, not that I'm aware of. No, no, it's silver. It's cool. 2014 Bear Jackson auction sold for $450,000. All right. I'm just saying it's not as much as you'd think, but uh, the good news is the proceeds weren't to charity. So that was my uh, super lame edition of... Can you guess? Can you guess? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. I <laughs> okay, like that. All right, thank you. All right, Holman, how do you feel about dialing Mr. Jonathan Peace over there at Spark Industries? Oh, they make wheels for your truck, both uh, on the outside and in the cab. They do indeed. Hello. Hello, hello. Is this one Mr. Jonathan Peace of Spark Industries? This is. It's Lightning at Home and Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We are outstanding. But before we can get into your... Uh, Wait, your, is this what, the part where you're going to play a really bad uh, jingle for him? I am, yes. Okay, perfect. My I favorite was going to set show. it up, but you can do that too. That's fine. This, this is the part where we embarrass ourselves by giving you a jingle. <laughs> uh, don't move, Jonathan. Hang tight. Everyone gets one. What does it take to be an entrepreneur? What does it take to be an entrepreneur? With your job and get alone. And don't let anyone tell you you can't. Don't worry, there will always be another crappy job. This is what it takes to be an entrepreneur. 
You see, Jonathan, we have a, a whole list, like a litany of jingles that we can play, but this one seemed appropriate because it's all about entrepreneurs and going broke and then making millions. Well, I guess we didn't get to the millions part, but... Well, we haven't. He I might know. have. He might have, exactly. <laughs> a couple episodes back, we were talking to Ian Brokman of Millspec Automotive, and they're the guys yep. that make those bespoke Hummers. And we were going through his latest creation, this bright yellow, kind of crazy fly yellow uh, Hummer, H1, and we were dissecting every part of it just going through it just just drooling all over the web page and then and we then we saw yep, the wheel we get to the steering wheel and we literally stopped at the steering wheel and said who you, who made yeah, are you doing this and then the, we found out there was a story behind it and a guy behind it and uh, here you are yeah yeah that was um it's funny uh because that's actually my first gen steering wheel that um i've since updated and that was uh my driver series uh the flux steering wheel and that's an all one piece with a a half wrap and since then i've gone back and redeveloped and updated and come out with a a second gen version of my driver series well we went to your uh, website spark.industry so that's s-p-a-r-c and simultaneously we both found out that industries can be a uh (laughs) a a, a web uh a a web domain And uh, what we found were some of the uh, best-looking custom steering wheels and billet steering wheels I think either of us have ever seen. Uh, Everything from some of the traditional three spokes done in very much your way to even your interpretation of like a old square body Chevy steering wheel that would look perfect on your custom truck. And you can kind of get lost. You have a lot of great stuff on there. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Obviously, I'm kind of focusing on steering wheels right now, but I'm also... In the future, going to be adding new products, uh, different uh, different types of products. So I'm just trying to get to that point. You know, we'll, it takes a lot to develop. We'll, we'll get and, to that in a second, Jonathan. But first, we, we need to rewind the clock because you and I had a conversation off air uh, a week or so ago, and I learned about your, your kind of your backstory, and it's kind of interesting. So take us back a little bit in time. I and can see the fuzziness in the, if this were a uh, a TV show. Exactly. We, got, we just got fuzzy and sparkly and went back in time <laughs> We did. There. Were there like the little sprinkles that went over the uh Nah, the, the, the production values weren't that good. Oh, they weren't? No. no it, just, it, it was someone with some Vaseline on the lens. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right? And they have yeah. wipe it off and here we are. Okay. So where did you get your start in automotive? How did you end up making steering wheels? It just seems interesting and, and niche. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, well... Me getting into cars, you know, goes back to whenever I was a little kid, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years old. And my dad got me and my older brother into hot rods. You know, he had a, a 55 Thunderbird that was all original, numbers matching. And he would, you know, take us out, you know, and, you know, go down, you know, Broadway here in our hometown and just cruise. And they kind of got us into just custom cars in general. And, um, as I got older, my brother got older, we started customizing, you know, our pickup trucks that we got when we were like 16. And, um, and I started building mini choppers before I ever got my driver's license. You know, I saw my brother building his truck. What was that truck? Uh, Jonathan at 16, what was that truck that you started building? It was an 05 F-150. Okay, cool. And, um, it was just, you know, you know, an SXT, you know, it's a low line, you know, entry level. So, but I, you know, put, lowered it and put 22s on it. And I actually had a, a motorcycle trailer that I built for my FFA senior project that was on air ride, uh, built the uh, mini choppers. I put the mini chopper on that. So 
the trailer would sit on the ground and I actually won uh, second place at the Houston Livestock Show in 2006, I guess. Wait, so, you won uh, you won an award at a livestock show for your Yeah, yeah, it was, trailer? I was actually in Oh, this uh, is uh, where SFA. Lightning's California pompousness is bleeding through the <laughs> I'm uh, Sorry. Half just... of our uh, audience is going, "Oh, that's awesome. Livestock show." Yeah, and you're going, "Livestock show trailer what?" <laughs> I didn't say that it wasn't cool. I said I just don't know about it. Well, I was in FFA, which is Future Farmers of America, and in Texas or in the South, yeah, it's, it's a big thing around here. Everyone, like everyone else, had you know farm trucks with welders on the back, and I had a lowered F one fifty on twenty twos. I was kind of like the black sheep of uh, the FFA here in town, but uh, especially whenever we went to. Did you actually have Houston. a black sheep though? That would have been awesome. <laughs> no, I didn't have a black sheep, unfortunately. <laughs> you should have seen me at the Houston Livestock Show. And, you know, me lowered F-150 with a bagged motorcycle trailer behind me. And everybody was giving me weird looks, and I was definitely an outcast. But I ended up winning second uh, second in show. So well, that's kind of that, how I got. But that shows that the people who were there who, who actually mattered understood. Because, I mean, what year would this have been? Uh, 2006. They were, uh, I guess, ag teachers, you know, um, and they they were very technical on how the trailer was wired, how do you construct it, did you make sure that the alignment was straight with the axle. So they overlooked the whole concept of the trailer. And no lightning, it did not have a walkthrough with, with 15s in it. <laughs> oh, it didn't? No. Oh, you didn't have a, a, a super shell on the back with... <laughs> It was six eighteens. No, no I didn't have that. But yeah, so it was it was very technical. But um, but that's kind of how I got into like the hot rod car stuff. And as I got older, I actually started building a uh, just like a personal truck. It was a sixty two Volkswagen double cab pickup. You know, super rare truck. Um, but uh, I wanted that to be like a full show truck. And that was when I was 15 on up through, I guess, 19. And, um, it's not done yet, uh, because <laughs> I actually took time off from that to work on my dad's Thunderbird that, you know, he had, you know, got us into cars early on with, and, you know, my mom told him you either sell it or restore it. So dad tried to sell it. Well, he priced it way too high because he didn't want to. He just want to sell it. Yeah, the so, I don't want to sell it price. Exactly. So we ended up restoring it, and I worked on it for about three years. Um, and we actually ended up winning the Riddler Award with it in 2012. Wow, that's huge. So, and for, yeah, for those people that don't know what the Riddler Award is, Holman, it is it one of the most prestigious awards in all of Hot Rod. In all of Hot Rod, yeah. in the whole world, right? Yeah, it's 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 a huge deal. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, the the attention to detail has to be above you know, what you can even imagine. Um, they actually, you know, make sure that the flats on the bolts are all clocked the same direction. They're they're looking at gaps between everything. The you know, they even take a white glove and rub behind, you know, where you can't possibly see to try to find construction dust. You know, Aren't there guys, Jonathan, that make bespoke fasteners just for their cars? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they'll either machine fasteners from scratch or take an existing fastener and change up the head on it to make it, you know, one of a kind. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's crazy. And and how is this Thunderbird different? I mean, how did you, to win that award, is, is crazy. Yeah, well, um, starting off, uh, we built the chassis for it from scratch. Um 
and all box tubing um, and everything on the chassis was nothing on it was straight. Uh, it was all curves, organic shapes. And we ended up actually putting a, a Banks twin turbo six liter in it that uh, uh, Gail Banks, you know, helped us out with. Yeah, well, he, uh, yeah, Gail was, you know, helped us out with the engine part and you know, powertrain. And, you know, we pretty much every single part of that body was changed, you know, very subtly to where it still looked like a T-Bird. But it wasn't a T-Bird. You know, it was very subtle. We lengthened the wheelbase four inches, lengthened the wheel openings five inches. Wow. It's We actually reversed the hood to where it opened from the front versus the rear so we could actually see the engine. Everything on it was, like, changed. The front bumper was actually mounted on the rear upside down and the rear on the front mounted upside down. <laughs> lengthened the hood scoop six inches. Um a pillars we brought the bottom forward but kept the top the same so many different changes to it but uh well we couldn't have uh, finished it out the, the way it was when we finished it uh, without the help of greening auto company they jesse and jeff greening over there in nashville at the time they finished out the fab work and paint body and machined the parts for it the uh, paint is flawless on that car i found it online it was, here it is uh an unbelievably beautiful uh, T-Bird. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, all my design, and I actually was able to build a, a fifth-scale model of it uh, with some changes to it because at the time, uh, when, once it went to greening, I actually went off to college, and I actually went to Art Center College of Design out there in Pasadena. And uh, I was a couple terms into Art Center whenever we actually went to Detroit, so I was able to build a this scale model of the car and do the design changes that I wanted and everything to relate it to the finished product. Jonathan, you, you designed this car, the chassis, everything before you went to art center. So how did you get this, this, uh, did, you just had this knack, this talent, even looking at the interior design. So the, the T-Bird is, is red. It has kind of a, uh, almost like a baseball gloves, uh, kind of a brown leather interior with gray inserts. But like yep. even the steering wheel on it is a single spoke, but it's a fat wide single spoke that kind of comes down and meets the rim at the bottom like a waterfall. It's yeah. really yeah. cool. And I can kind of see that is probably where some of your uh, inspiration for uh, your your steering wheel de- uh, designs today probably came from is you probably started, I- I'm guessing, was this one of your first steering wheels or one of the first ones that ever? That was, yeah, that was the first steering wheel that I designed. That's awesome. And I still have the original sketches that I did of it. Um, and I did all the interior design on it. And Paul Atkins out of Alabama actually executed the upholstery and the interior work. But I would, you know, do sketches and send to Paul or do sketches of the machine parts and send over it to It literally me. looks like a designer's sketch. It almost doesn't even look real that has come to life. Like just if you look at the interior, the way the uh, the, the double cockpit is, the way the lines are, sort of the, the shapes, the- It's all organic. The softness. Yeah, it, it literally looks like it's a sketch. The, the fact that somebody was able to take your, your sketch and make the interior that- Unbelievably, it, 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 it's almost unreal how how much it looks like a drawing and not a real interior. Was there a point, Jonathan? And I know that it's truck show podcast. We'll get to trucks in a minute. But did, was there a point that you were either like way over budget, or you thought we couldn't possibly finish this because it's going to kill us? Or well, since I did a lot of the work at the beginning, it you know it wasn't near as expensive as what 
people would expect um, to build it because I was working for free, almost like slave labor. <laughs> but um, but I you know I loved it and it was for my dad and and he would come over whenever the car was still here and I was working on it and it would just be a family thing. Down to the end, once it you know was almost done, it was like oh you know got to get it done and you know we're kind of out of money kind of thing. But uh, but yeah, some of the cars now are multi-million dollar builds i don't i don't even know how the t-bird could compete with those now it's crazy how it's gone all right let's get uh, jump up to art center in in pasadena so how did you get into that school it's obviously it's tough to get into for those Very people prestigious. for those people who don't know you have to audition correct you obviously have to you know submit an application uh there's a written essay just like a normal college but then you also have to submit a portfolio of you know different work um, to kind of show the admission panel like that you can design and you have that eye for design and inspiration and everything. Before I got into Art Center, I just I just up and moved out to L.A. Um, luckily, my brother was already out there going to culinary school in Pasadena, so it was it was easy to to move out there. But I didn't have a portfolio with me or anything like that. So I enrolled into their uh, free or not free, but it was a public uh, night classes. And they have a lot of different types of night classes that you can take and use those classes to build a portfolio. And I would take one semester of night classes, put a portfolio together with a custom with a like a custom made portfolio case that I did and submitted it and uh, to honestly to my surprise i got in on the first try um, wow congr- congrats that's that's a that alone is a huge accomplishment because literally uh passing art center is the the cream of the crop yeah and when, what i heard whenever i got in is that over 1500 applicants applied that certain semester and they only accepted 21 oh, so it was wait, a, wow 1500 to 21 yeah, yeah it, I, I wouldn't like to go through that admissions process <laughs> no way you know, and select the ones to to get in but, but yeah I, I got in the first try and some other guys that were, uh, got in with me they had tried three or four times and finally they had gotten in so i was kind of shocked that i got in on the first try but uh the art center was definitely an awesome experience um i actually went i was there for 12 semesters specializing in transportation design um, but I had a couple of internships while I was there. Uh, one, the biggest one being at General Motors there in North Hollywood um, at their advanced design studio. I was there for a year um, interning, and I got to see a lot of stuff, learn a lot, um, build a couple of prototypes. Um, but uh, that's where I learned a lot um, of how the industry actually works. The design industry was at GM. What surprised you when you were up there? I, I was at that, lucky, luckily enough, to uh, I, I toured that facility for a, an event that Jay Leno was at. I can't recall what he was debuting there, but it was it was really special. Uh, and I didn't even know that facility it was like, like covered by ivy all the way around, very kind of hidden. You could easily drive by it and not yeah, realize. You wouldn't know. Right, right, right. I'm curious what you learned while the, you were there and anything that surprised you about either your abilities or the or the industry? Well, one thing that I was, well, while I was there as an intern, I didn't just sit at my desk all the time. Uh, a lot of what I heard from the other designers that were there you know, full time, that uh, other interns, they come in and they just sit at their desk and 
sketch and that's all they do. Well, what I did is I, I got up, I went out in the shop, I, I talked with the engineers, I, you know, talked with the machinist and the composite guys, the other designers, the clay modelers. So I was, I was kind of all over the place. So sometimes I'd be at my desk sketching. Sometimes I would actually be in the rapid prototyping lab, 3D printing a, a model that I had come up with. So that was really cool to see it from that perspective, because i I was kind of a part of the whole process rather than just the sketching part, which a lot of designers, that's all they do is just sit at a desk and sketch all day long. They call them sketch monkeys. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I was all over the place and that's what I really love to do is I like to design, but also build it and create it and bring it to life. And, um, that's, that's what I did at GM a lot. And that's, and honestly, I'd never machined any parts before, uh, before GM. So, the machinists there, they taught me how to use like a Bridgeport mill and a manual lathe and all that. So that's kind of where I got the the machinist kind of knack that I've developed over the years. Yeah, because a lot of designers, I mean, the joke in, in, in kind of the aftermarket, and I'm sure it's elsewhere, is that you'll have a guy who will design something that can't actually be made. You know, he doesn't understand how it would go together or it's manufacturability, right? Definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff, you know, even, in, you know, art center there was cars that you know or sketches on the wall that you would see and it's an awesome sketch it, they call them hot sketches you know it was just like oh that's a sexy car um but it would not have been possible to manufacture it or even make it physically it's just defies physics yeah there's there's definitely so you call those whenever, the mc escher cars right <laughs> yeah right oh definitely yeah Unfortunately, that's that's what gets the bid a lot is, you know, designs that uh, that can't possibly be made. And then once it actually goes into like from a concept sketch into the actual car, it changes so much that it's like it loses that sexiness to it because it's got to be changed for manufacturing. There's a lot of designs out there that you've got to think about manufacturing before you can actually prototype it as you're designing it. You know, you got to think about all that. So you graduate, you go to GM, you do your internship, you, you graduate and you decide I'm, this industry is right for me and I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to start my own thing or what'd you do? And how'd you, how did that lead to creating these amazing steering wheels? Well, actually, um, I didn't go into the car industry. Oh. Um, I actually moved to Florida and went into the yacht design company, uh, yacht design industry. Oh, now there's a market. Okay. Yeah, and I, I was doing that. I actually specialized in some yacht designs while I was at Art Center, uh, late, later in the Art Center career. And um, yeah, I got a, a job at a yacht design studio in Sarasota, Florida. I was there for a little bit. And it just wasn't what I was expecting. Um, I, I wasn't feeling it. It was just literally a desk job, and I wanted more hands-on. But yeah, the yacht industry wasn't what I expected and ended up, you know, just going out on my own and starting at the time I started Spartan Motors in Florida. At first I was just doing design consultation and, you know, sketches and all that for the hot rod industry. Ended up buying my first CNC machine uh, in 2015. And it was a big five axis machine, which I'd never ran a CNC machine before like this. So it was, you know, a you lot. Just jumped of, right in with both feet. Uh, yeah. Here's yeah, a machine I can did. grow with. <laughs> yeah. And I still have it. I still run it 
every day. Um, you know, it's pretty much my main workhorse still. Um, but, but yeah, I just ended up doing a lot of uh, one-off parts for like other Riddler builds and you know Amber Award winners and, and stuff like that until about two years ago I decided to start my own line of products, which was the, these steering wheels. And they've just kind of grown since. You know, I've added, I think I got 14 different designs now. Um, but it's a completely different kind of construction type uh, to a regular billet steering wheel. You know, these are, uh, especially my muscle series, they're uh, multi-piece steering wheels. So the grip rings all are interchangeable. They're, I offer different styles and shapes of grip ring. Um, it's all full leather wrap. Uh, internally mounted hub adapter so whenever it's mounted to your calling you don't see an adapter um, really deep concave spokes so you got a nice depth to it versus just a flat steering wheel so there's a lot of differences and benefits to the way I've constructed it uh, versus you know what a billet steering wheel has been for the last 20 years well, let's talk about first fitment. Who can use one of your steering wheels? If I have a Flaming River or I did it or something, like, what is, what's the fitment like? I actually designed these to fit the Flaming River and I did it the best. Um, so it, it bolts directly on there. Um, I actually have uh, what I call a hub sleeve that's a plastic ring that hooks into the hub side of the steering wheel. Uh, so whenever it mounts to an I did it or a Flaming River, that plastic ring actually fills the gap between the steering wheel and the column so it's a very nice fit and finish you don't see any of the internals of the column so you could actually use it on a factory some factory gm columns but uh, it's mainly designed for an i did it or flaming river the best um but uh, I, I have actually seen third-party adapters to go into the my steering wheels for a ford for chrysler so um you know I've got a pretty wide um, fitment range that I could do right now. I'm always looking to expand on it, but for the most part, it's 67 through 94 GM style columns. Okay. I'm looking at the uh, the Muscle Series, which I think is one of my favorites. I like the Righteous Deep. It's like your uh, traditional three-spoke, but you've got a flat bottom, and you've got sort of like uh, flared holes, and uh, they just the way it looks and... It, the, I guess the styling on it, even though it has this uh, very straight lines, the holes aren't sharp. Like they're they're there's a bevel to it. There's some softness to this otherwise sort of really like mechanical looking wheel. And well, you know like that, that a lot. That's consistent with with all of them. The trust, the triple crown, the uh, uh, the iron horse, the righteous deep, and the stallion. Just on this this muscle series that I'm seeing right here. They're all hard lines, but with softened edges. It's very interesting, and and the 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 spokes float above the wheel. I have no idea how they're fastened. Obviously, they're they're bolted together somehow. Magic. No, well, there's actually bolts in from the rear to hold the grip ring onto the center spoke section. But the, uh, another benefit to having a, a bolt-on grip ring is ease of leather wrap. You know, there's you don't have to wrap the leather to accommodate the spokes. Rather, you know, you just push them together and the leather goes in under the spoke. So it's a really nice, crisp finish uh, to the steering wheel whenever it's all assembled with leather wrap. So, but those are fastened in from the rear. Now, can I see a bolt from the backside? Uh, you should be, yeah. Whenever it's uh, all together, you'll see there's actually six bolts from the back that are flushed. Gotcha. Uh, 
So it, it, you can feel them slightly, but it won't, you know, inhibit on you know driving or anything like that. The other uh, series I like is the your Heritage series. I especially like the straight side. Looks it's a it's a squared off wheel that sort of looks like it would be uh, right at home on like a Lincoln Continental or something like that. And then the uh, the classic series, the square body. That's that is the crappy old plastic GM <laughs> uh, two spoke steering wheel on every square body Chevy truck that have all broken. Th- that are broken. They have all sorts of like hand stick to them from uh, all the years of sweat. They all the little graining. There's probably something that the UV cracked off, and then you have it beautifully rendered in billet. It's not exactly the GM wheel. It's just close enough where you know that's what it was modeled after, and it's way cooler. And I, I just, I dig the square body. That thing is such a nice looking wheel. Thank you. Yeah, the the square body. It's a fourteen and a half inch uh, versus I think the original sixteen. Uh, so it's smaller diameter. You know, it's, you know, it's not. And it so looks like bulky. your. It looks like your spokes are actually. Uh, well, thicker than uh, the, what, half an inch that the Chevy steering wheels are, where they have the little tiny the little tiny rim that you can steer with two fingers. You actually have some meat to your wheel that you can just, you know, gr- you know grab it while you're driving and not feel like, you know, I think all the GM guys rest their wrist on the shifter and then shift with two wheels because overly boosted and all sorts of play. You, you know? mean two fingers. Or two fingers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the grip on it, I, I wanted a little bit bigger, more of a modern feel, modern diameter uh, profile to it so that it, you know, it doesn't feel puny and it doesn't feel too thick either. So whenever it's leather wrapped, when it's got the leather wrap on it, it's about an inch and an eighth diameter. Um, yeah, so it looks meaty. Yeah, it's not not too overly big, but it's definitely not you know the small traditional OEM wheel that's you know was back on the originals. Right now, the the driver series that's the one that the the flux is the one that we talked about. We saw on the, on the Hummer. Um, yes, you've got the spindle, the righteous, and the GT. All amazing wheels. What are these all around fourteen inch in diameter? They are fourteen inch. Uh, the difference between the driver series and my muscle series is mainly the the depth of the spokes so the driver series is actually more like a flatter profile spoke and it's got an external adapter on the back so it's all visible just like a, a tr- traditional billet wheel construction um you, know, you got the center spokes and then the adapter and then the column and that's how my driver series is but my driver series also it, it uses the same grip as the muscle series so it's got the full leather wrap um, and you know, hidden uh, the fasteners from the back, so you actually have two options for different grip styles with the driver series uh, that you can choose from. But uh, but that was actually you know this is my second gen versus the first gen uh, that was on mil specs Hummer um, that was you know full round with the half wrap grip. Yeah, I like I like this new second gen with the uh, the full grip or the full wrap for the grip. Um, Prices looks like it starts at around five hundred ninety-five dollars uh, for the driver series, and then heads on up to around uh, twelve hundred dollars or so for the muscle series. Which, by the way, Holman, you know, uh, thirteen thirteen hundred ninety-five dollars for the heritage series. That looks like that's where you top out at. But like rewraps, if you you know with with, with like German vehicles, you can send in to get rewrapped things like that, or you know get custom wraps done for exotics things like, and they're in 
at least $1,500. So I can't figure out why yours are so affordable. They, well, they could my, be much more. My point was going to be that for those of you guys out there who are building your, your custom trucks, the wheels are not that expensive considering the, the quality that you're getting. There's some traditional styles in there, but they're done in your way, which is really cool. Um, but you think about it, the steering wheel is the thing you touch, right? Like if there's anything in the in the car other than the seat, to me, I don't mind spending money on a wheel because that's the thing you interface with the most on your vehicle. Exactly. Yeah. Every time you get in it and drive, that's usually holding on to it. You're looking at it. So, you know, I, you know. Now, Why not splurge a little bit on the steering wheel? Versus- now, but Hol- Holman, remember, he saves a bunch of money because he has them wrapped in Mexico. So it's a <laughs> lot less. Oh, wait I a minute. I don't think that's true. No, it's not true. Actually, I wrap them myself. Every single one? Uh, yeah, yeah. right now I'm actually uh, looking so- to hire somebody to come in to help me with it because I've got uh, anywhere from 60 to 80 grips I need to leather wrap right now. So those are uh, eventually going to be called the Signature Series because he's got his handprints on every single one. Yeah, no, every single one I I leather wrap. uh, And it's just, you know, me and, you know, one guy, uh, Corbin, uh, my machinist, you know, it's it's just us two doing everything. And, you know, Corbin's out in the shop keeping my machines running and then I'm doing leather wraps, I'm talking on the phone, ordering material, keeping the business running, Instagram, everything. You're a madman, but that's what it takes to be entrepreneurs, all that uh, sweat equity, which will hopefully uh, pay off for you. I was looking at some of the other things that you make. Uh, you've got interior accessories, uh, like your rear view mirror, which is a really mm-hmm. cool, looks like a billet style rear view mirror. Uh, seat medallions for people who like to have a little bit of style on the uh, the back of the seat. You got the flying, uh, kind of like the hot rod flying V. You've got a what you call the speed V and a uh, shield, and then also your powertrain. Uh, you make these really, really killer exhaust clamps. I'm I'm kind of curious to know more about those. So yeah, the exhaust clamps is actually a collaboration between me and my older brother Matt. Um, he's actually got a hot rod shop here, you know, just down the road from where I'm at, um, and he wanted um, exhaust clamp that was just clean and simple you know and didn't have any kind of like bulky looking you know v-band bolts on the side or anything like that so we worked together on these to design it to where the actual clamp is the nut itself so uh, on one side you have a v-band and on the other you have a threaded band and or the clamp which is the nut in between you just screw it together to clamp everything together it's, so there's no it's beautiful nut yeah it's, I mean, it's a it's, very clean design very low profile design. stunning looking at them they look like um it looks like, like a ring you put on your or, finger yeah i mean i guess if you if if it was sized appropriately yeah you've got everything from a two uh two and a quarter two and three quarter two and a half and three inch and basically it's two inner i guess rings or flan or flanges or whatever captures each side and then the outer side uses a wrench to twist them together and locks them together. It's just if you never would have thought somebody would have made a, a, a beautiful exhaust um, clamp, and yet Here these they things are, are beautiful. Are, are, they're gorgeous, and they start at depending on the size, one hundred and ten bucks. Yeah. Well, except here's the big that's, problem: every single one says sold too. out. For a, well, yeah, they're all sold out <laughs> yeah, for a reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for a pair, one hundred and ten bucks for a pair. To for those of you guys who are doing really high end builds. And want that you know that exhaust to be perfect, and you don't want to have you know hardware showing. These things are are awesome. Again, uh, Spark 
S-P-A-R-C dot industries. And uh, there's a lot of cool stuff just looking at all the things that you guys do. Now, the, um, the, 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 very steer- cool. the steering wheels are, um, do you stock them or you're, you're making them to order? How does that work? Do I have to wait six months like everything else these days? Well, my lead times right now are, you know, kind of, kind of long just because, you know, thankfully, you know, we've had, these steering wheels have been going over really well. You know, we've, we've sold actually quite a few of them and uh, we, you know, it's, which is a blessing, but also very stressful at the same time to try to keep up with the demand. So right now they are made to order. Uh, We're trying to get ahead on at least the machine parts to keep machine parts stocked on the shelves. So the machines aren't keeping up with orders they're keeping up with inventory. So we're, we're actively trying to bring the lead times down, but right now muscle series is, we say it's six to eight weeks. It might be a little longer depending on some options. The classic and driver series is about four weeks, depending on options. Well, that's reasonable, though. Yeah, I think so. Especially now, listen, all the custom stuff you're doing to uh, to your truck, it's taking a lot longer. Well, than like, that. look, we were talking about before, like American Forces out twenty two weeks right now. Yeah. If you want to set a you know wheels for your truck from AF, twenty two freaking Wait, weeks. Did you say wheels? That's crazy. Yeah, wheels. Check this out. He also makes wheels at Spark Industries. Well, I heard well, let's he's getting into that. that. Yes, let's talk about that. Yeah, so um, like right now I've, you know, I don't have any production design wheels uh, just because I'm not to the level or the capacity yet to make, you know, a lot of, you know, wheels, you know, in higher volume. So what I do now is mainly one-off wheels. So uh, what that includes is a custom-designed wheel that. I will not recreate for anybody else. Um, so it's, you know, you pay for, you know, obviously the wheels, but you pay for the exclusivity of the design as well. Um, so you know, I can do everything from a three piece, two piece, or even a one piece wheel. And my two piece are actually a little different because it's a monoface. So the outer hoop and the spokes are all one with the inner hoop bolted to the inside. So you could get away with, a very classic traditional like hubcap looking wheel or a forged looking wheel and there's a lot of different uh, variety that you can get away with uh, with the two-piece or even you know the three-piece as well i've got several in the works right now uh, but you know like uh, you guys were saying about the the long lead times for all these other wheel companies the hoops are what's uh holding me up on wheels right now so now will you collaborate with somebody and design something specific to their build. Let's say that you said, hey, you know, I have this built. Here's my rendering, and I just don't have the wheels figured out. Does that wheel price include a collaboration with you? Or do you have some off-the-shelf designs that you've already designed but haven't sold or made for anybody else that you're like, here's some stuff I worked on. I think you know this drawing might be perfect for you. How does that process work if somebody wanted a, a one-off set of wheels? Um, well, I do have a couple of designs that uh, I have designed before. Uh, that I haven't put into full production. Um, they aren't complete one-offs, but they're definitely custom. But uh, but if somebody wanted to to have a full one-off wheel, you know, we would sit down and they would give me some ideas of the type of look and feel that they wanted with their car or truck. You know, they send me pictures of the truck. You know, what they're maybe if they had a rendering of it or whatnot, um, and then I would design a wheel 
that I felt like would go with the, the vehicle and fit um, the body shapes, the volumes of the surfacing and everything. And then we'd go back and forth between me and the customer a couple times to, you know, and I guess design meetings um, to tweak the design to get it to exactly what they want. And once they give me the green light on the design, then we would, uh, finalize the CAD and program it, get it on the machine to machine it. What's the um, the most expensive vehicle that you've outfitted wheels to? I would have to say it was um, this 56 Oldsmobile that ran for the Riddler this past year. Uh, it was called Old Sled, built by Pro Design Hot Rods out in Santa Ana, California. It was built as like a, a traditional built hot rod, but modern. Uh, if that makes any sense. So it's it's like if the car was built back in the 50s or 60s as like a custom, but it's all like modern materials, modern finishes. I, I did a lot more than the wheels on that one. I actually machined about 50 or 60 unique parts for that one. It definitely, actually uh, this couple of weeks ago, it won the Gene Winfield Award at the Syracuse, New York Autorama. And uh, that was that was a pretty good a cool award to be you know to win for with a vehicle that I was a part of, but um, but yeah that was probably the probably the most expensive car that they, they wanted there were twenty no actually there were eighteens but they looked like traditional hubcaps with a spinner in the middle, um, but they wanted to look like it was actually a hubcap on a steel wheel so I machined the lip of it to actually look like a steel wheel going out past the hubcap. And they painted that blue, so it looked like it was actually a steel wheel behind it. It was, it was kind of cool when it was finished. There's a lot of cool stuff on your Instagram, so at uh, spark.industries. And uh, you have a picture of – I was trying to find pictures of the uh, square body wheel in a square body. And there's uh, that blue <laughs> truck right there um, with the uh, the white uh, side, basically, and the, uh, the red uh, uh, pinstripe down it. And this wheel is so cool because you know it's your wheel. You know it's, it's all billet. In the middle, looks so unassuming. It's like it looks like the plastic wheel has a re- leather wrap around it. You don't realize until you look at it close that that's not a stock wheel. That's a that's a triple take wheel. It's it's a triple take wheel. And in that in that truck, it's cool because the leather wrap matches the leather wrap on the dash. But when you look at it, the first thing you see is you're like, God, that's a nice stock wheel. But it's sort of wait, what's, what's wait. wait a minute here. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. That was actually uh, uh, that's actually in uh, next year's Good Guys giveaway truck. Okay. That Goolsby Customs built, um, and yeah, the, the truck's awesome. But when you know, I actually saw the the interior finish the first time a couple weeks ago up in Columbus at the Columbus Good Guys, and it kind of I didn't know how they were finishing it out or, or what. It, it it does look like a stock wheel, and you know I actually had to do kind of a double take. Like, is that my wheel? <laughs> I thought I sent these guys a wheel. Damn it! They didn't use my yeah. stuff. What? <laughs> yeah. I toiled over that thing. Oh wait, there oh, it is. There it is. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is mine. Well, look at their, uh, you know, look at your uh, your Instagram. Uh, there's a bunch of different applications uh, that have your wheel in it. All the different wheels and different cars, and it gives you a, a great vibe and a great feel. There's uh, one of the three spoke. Uh, I I guess is that. Uh, a driver series. Uh, What's his handle again, by the way? Uh, at spark.industries. And that's S-P-A-R-C. Correct. Um, there, but anyway, there's a bunch of trucks and cars in there that have different wheels from different uh, series, and you can kind of get a feel for how it would look in, in your vehicle. 
They're very cool. And, and all custom leathers, correct? Yeah. Uh, one thing that I offer, if, uh, if the customer wants us to wrap the leather, uh, the grip, and the leather that matches their interior, they can ship us the material and we can wrap it for them. Nice. Although he does have a, uh, a picture here of uh, uh, Kemp's Cakes in Tyler, Texas also, and it's a Whataburger cake. So uh, on this, you, you probably don't know if you don't listen to the show, but we, we have a, uh, a battle it, yeah. over the best hamburger. And, oh, uh, but, but he, he spent time in California. So oh, this well, is, this, might be a good, this might be a good conversation. Mm. So we don't hate Whataburger, but we just like In-N-Out a lot more. And since Whataburger got bought out, I feel like they're not. It's not as good as it used to be. And are we wrong for saying that? Uh, I have to agree with you. Oh! <laughs> yeah, it's wow. not as good as it used to be. <laughs> I, I I don't want to be California pompous, but In and Out still top of the list for me. And I travel all over the country, and I got to tell you, Whataburger was was in the hunt, and then I had Culver's, and I asked some of my friends. Knocked friend, it off. Yeah, I. I well, didn't knock Whataburger. No, 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 no knock out the platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We've Push got a lot of number three. Yeah, we've got a lot of listeners and friends in Texas, and we're like, guys, what happened to Whataburger? And they're all like, you guys suck. Whataburger's the best. And then you're like, it's not <laughs> as good as it used to be. And every single one is like, yeah, you're right. You got me there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love Whataburger. Obviously, it was my groom's cake at my wedding. So uh, very cool. But it's I, a hell of a cake. Don't. I actually don't eat uh, a hamburger there. I actually get their the chicken sandwich. So that's hmm. my go. Oh, interesting. Since I don't think have we had that. I don't. Uh, I don't think we've had no, the chicken sandwich. And, and uh, I'm still on my quest for the best chicken sandwich in the world right now. So uh, we've moved on from hamburgers. I've been uh, searching out uh, or seeking out uh, chicken sandwiches around the country. I'll move on to milkshakes or something soon. I'm sure. <laughs> well, uh, my I think my my favorite right now is Chick Fil A. Yeah, so oh, that's God's the, chicken. The Lord's right chicken, that's right. Lord's chicken. Yeah, yeah. we uh, we got Chick-fil-A here in SoCal about, uh, I don't know, eight or nine years ago, and uh, it's still the best. I, I Everybody is saying I need to try Zaxby's still. They said go to Bojangles. I went to uh, Bojangles and was nowhere near as good, and Popeye's is junk compared to the awesomeness that is Chick-fil-A. So I, I just, to me, it's Chick-fil-A is the in and out of chicken sandwiches. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, we can be friends. I was going to say, weird, <laughs> weird segue here, but uh, here we are at food again. All right, listen, if you guys are looking for incredible steering wheels that you can personalize to your truck, Spark.Industries, S-P-A-R-C, Spark.Industries. Or if you're looking for uh, design help or 3D scanning and CNC manufacturing of one-off pieces for the automotive industry, You'll, uh, you'll want to give uh, Spark Industries a call because uh, Jonathan has uh, a lot of capability and some beautiful designs. And, uh, man, really impressed w- with what you're putting out. It's funny because we saw your first-gen wheel and we're like, who is this guy? We, we, we have to talk to him. So it's been a pleasure having you on and kind of learning about a little bit about the business and your history. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I don't think there's anybody doing – like I don't go to that many hot rod shows, but I don't know of anyone else doing what – what you do. I'm sure that there are some guys, but to this level, it's just gorgeous. And for like the, the 595, you know, that to, That's to, a get, steal. Into a, it's, it to get into a billet steering, steering wheel with that level of design and, and craftsmanship and for under 600 bucks in made, the US. made in the U S that, yeah. that's in a, Texas. Yeah. That's, I mean, I don't want to say it's a value, but it's a value. I don't want to, I don't want to undersell 
the quality of that wheel and how good that wheel looks by it's, by saying it's a value, but you get a lot of wheel for your money. Well, and, there's there's like Kmart. It's yeah. a value. You get, but this is no, you no, actually no. get what you pay Th- for. This, right? This is get more than what you paid for. If you're looking for that last element, your interior is just not quite right. You've got the seats, you've got the color scheme, but you just haven't found that wheel. Uh, check out Spark Industries. You you might find exactly what you're looking for. You know, I, I wanted them to be obtainable. You know, I wanted you know them to obviously have great design and you know features and quality, but uh, but I still wanted them obtainable. I didn't want you know two thousand dollar steering wheel and nobody buy it or be able to buy it. So, Jonathan, when I went to the site the first time, we just assumed they would be two thousand twenty five hundred bucks, uh, and most yeah, well, of them are six hundred to twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, my production ones are. Then I do, you know, one-offs, which uh, I actually do a semi-one-off and then a full one-off, and those, you know, get more pricey because just like the wheels, they're designed specifically for the customer, and it's you know the exclusivity to it. So, but uh, yeah, my production ones, I, I try to keep them as, I guess, competitively priced. If you know, if that's the right way to say it. Um, but, well, no, uh, I, I think so. I, I, you're not outpricing the vehicle itself. Meaning, yeah. the guy's let's put say he's putting in between thirty and seventy grand in, into his truck into a beautiful build, right? Uh, this fits; it's in line with that. Yeah, it's an appropriate steering wheel. You don't have to go. There's, I think there's a lot of high end billet steering wheels, and I don't think I've seen one that is as pretty as some of the ones that you have uh, that you've designed. So it, it looks right at home. Like I said, go to Instagram. Because on his Instagram, you can see the wheels installed in a ton of different vehicles, and they just look great and kind of give you the idea. But again, if you're looking for that last piece to make your interior just right, uh, spark.industries. Awesome. Cool, man. Jonathan, thanks for uh, making some time for us. We appreciate it. No, thank you for having me on the show. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Cool. We'll uh, we'll keep an eye on the site and the Instagram. All right, and also Facebook at Spark Design Ltd. So that's uh, all one word and Spark Industries uh, on on the web as well. So and I have a feeling that Holman's going to be calling you about a Ford product and maybe me about a Chevy product. So we'll we'll talk. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't think the his wheel is worth more than the old flat fender is. It would be uh, that would be a weird one. Yeah, well, same here. <laughs> all right, Jonathan, thank you. All right, brother, have a good one. Uh, thank you, guys. Take care. All right, you too. Bye bye. All right, Mr. Holy Mon, you ready for some five-star hotline? Um, I'm never quite ready for what our listeners are going to say. <laughs> it's not going to be good. It never is. <laughs> right? Well, it's still entertaining. Let's do it. Right. Oh, come on and be part of the show. Call the five-star hotline. hotline. 657-205-6105. It's the five-star hotline. Five-star Lightning, lightning, lightning. Listen to Sean and go get a 4x4. Four four. Usually he just sounds like a jerk when he's on your face, but he's got a point. You have too many lower things, so go out and get a truck that can go off-road. If you want a Chevy, the Nissan's not here yet, and you can't afford other stuff, just get a UZR2 or even a Z71. Just do it! Just I- do it! <laughs> I can get behind that uh, that listener right I now. was at a used car lot, not... Two days ago, looking at a uh-huh. a, a uh, Z seventy one. Yep, but you actually weren't looking at the Z seventy one. You're looking at cars for your kid. Uh, that's true. And so that's you had true. no intention I was of fantasizing about uh-huh. the Z seventy one and not buying it. Yes, unfortunately. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lightning, Holman, Kevin from Texas. How you boys doing this morning? So I just got done listening to uh, the latest pod. Come on, Lightning. 
getting that four-wheel drive game. I completely side with with Holman on this. You got some sick lowered stuff. You got your sports car. You got the Mercedes. You got Lockjaw that's going to have the the crazy engine in it. I can't wait for that to be finished. That's going to be super rad. I'm following the series on that. Um, you know, get yourself a four-door, man. You, you guys live in California. I'm out here in Texas. It's flat. Man, I ain't got the desert around me. I ain't got the dunes. I mean, I can go up to Oklahoma, go, you know, climb some mini hills or whatever, you know, but lightning. Get a four-door, fit your family in there, put a little bit of lift on it, be able to go out to those places, man. Um, I think that's what you need in your life. Just get yourself a nice, reliable four-wheel drive. You're going to be happy. I hope everybody else agrees with me. Uh, you boys have a great day. Five stars. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Congratulations. You have earned five stars. Uh, another listener with a very valid point. Yeah, I have been slowly moving in that direction. Now, so I've got a, a, a couple of Instagrammers. You know who you are. They keep sending me slammed F-150s. Mm-hmm. Supercharged slammed F-150s. Mm-hmm. And then a guy just did a, a fully body dropped But F-150. you don't have the budget for that. And I don't. I don't. So why right, go down no, the I don't, hole. But I just, I love it so much. However, with that said. You love building it. You need something you can drive and right. do things. I think that's the problem. That is you the problem. You need the experiential part of it. You need to go do. I do need to get out and do, yes. I need to get off the grid with no cell connection. Right now, you are do-do, and you just need to go do. <laughs> you have no idea how that uh, that is correct. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's Goldie again. Uh took me a minute to call back in because I was a little bit, you know, mad and I needed to calm down. And, uh, you know, now it's just more like... This. I, I, what is he mad about? I don't even understand this. I don't know. Let's keep going and see if we can uncover this, uh, unpeel this onion. And now that you home, it's all about lightning again. <laughs> what? 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 Uh, I, I know I do a, a lot of things that upset a lot of people. Hey, like right now you're talking and not letting our listener okay, talk. All right, good point. Here's the thing, Lightning. You you do great. Like, you're a great host. You're, the audio is amazing. Uh, the, the jingles, everything I love. But my hang-up is you're also the host of the truck show, and you don't have a truck. In all, in all fairness, also my hang-up. Because, oh, your hang-up with me? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, as, especially since I bought a truck that you were, um, yeah. Yeah, remember that truck that I bought you? The dollar truck? Yeah. The one that I don't own anymore? <laughs> right. Yes. So I don't know how this has gone so terribly sideways, but keep playing. So at one point, like, I called in before when I found out that you lied about the name on the Banks episodes because you did, don't, don't deny it, you did. Because it was, I said it was like our baby, and then you just like came up with and said this other story about how it came to be, and now I come to find out, you gave away our child. You just gave <laughs> it away, and I'm just like I'm disappointed, and mostly because I mean not that I have anything against Banks or Dale or anybody. It's just they have plenty of funds to go get. Any season they wanted. I don't know why it had to be this one. And that kind of goes back to the problem of you you not having this truck, not having a truck, 
goes back to the fact every time you get your hands on something, you have to go big, better, older, beyond. Everything has to be this thing built, and that doesn't have to be what you do with your truck. Uh, I, I might get cut off, and I'll, I'll just call back in, but <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to have a thing built. It doesn't have to be a crazy thing that nobody's ever done to enjoy this truck. So don't do that. You need to get another truck. And do not get another two-wheel drive street truck because you've already shown you can't handle yourself in that category. (laughs) Go buy an older used four-wheel drive truck and go hang out with Sean and the desert. Go do stuff with your truck. Actually use it as a truck. So here's the deal. Here's the ultimatum. 30 days. Get this truck. Get a truck, a four-wheel drive truck. Take it out in the desert with Sean. Or we're, I don't know how to get this power, but somehow I have the power. Oh, Funny that that's where he cut off. That's where it ends. So hold on a second. Oh, he, he called back. Of course he did. Talk about a cliffhanger right as I get to the ultimatum. <laughs> so 30 days. 30 days to get the truck. Get it in your name and go out to the desert. Not just borrow a truck. You need to buy a truck and get out into the desert with Sean. Go do something with this truck and forget about all these crazy SEMA builds. I, I never want to hear SEMA plus Lightning plus his truck involved in a sentence again. It just doesn't work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just go have fun. Or if the 30 days comes and you don't have that, too bad, Lightning. We're changing the logo. We're changing the intro. It will all be. Now, hold on. He says we. Yeah. Who's we? Call me. Because these guys are invested in the show. Uh-huh. Holden. Then lightning. And if you keep messing around, it will be Holman and somebody else with lightning as the audio producer. Okay? Come on, man. Ouch. 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 No, I am uh, thinking about taking a break, so maybe that would be good for everyone. (laughs) I mean, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We're not asking you to go buy an $80,000 truck. We're not asking you to go buy a $20,000 truck. We're not asking you to go buy a $10,000 truck. Go buy... A $5,000 used 90s truck. I don't even care if it's got air conditioning. Go have fun. Just have that in your repertoire. Like You have a Mini Cooper and a Mercedes, but you can't get a truck. You're not on, on the Mercedes podcast. You're not on the Mini Cooper podcast. You should be driving a truck back and forth to work. Screw gas money. Screw all of that. You need to be flying the truck show podcast. Flag. Come on, lightning. We love you. But you can't keep giving away our children. Anyway, that's the end of my rant. Have a good one, guys. Remember, everything matters. Thanks for watching, and remember, everything matters. That was a hard pill to swallow right there. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. All accurate, all true. Yeah. Now, should I, can I, now it sounds crappy if I try to defend myself. So um, I guess I shouldn't. Hmm. I mean, I... I don't really go on and talk about the the cars that I own. Holman brings it up occasionally because he knows okay, it's a pain okay, point for me. Okay, then let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Are we going to have real talk now? I think we have are real we, talk are, a lot. Are we in the circle of trust with our listeners? I think we have real truck a lot. Why, real talk, I Why say. do you not want to bring up the vehicles you own? Because I know they're not trucks. Exactly. The whole point is why I bring them up is to expose you for the fraud that you are. You just pegged my meter. Yeah, that was funny, here. wasn't it? See, I bring it up because I like to needle you about it, but the yeah. thing is, is it can totally be solved, yet you don't solve it. 
And you're like, it's not like you're trying to sell the audience. Uh-huh. I'm lightning, and I'm not a Bragasaurus Rex, so I won't tell you about the cars that I own. But the real reason you're doing it is like, I'm lightning. I don't want anyone to know I don't own a truck. It's different. I think everyone knows I don't own a truck. They do now, thanks to me. I'm like an investigative journalist. Well, hold on a second. What are you talking about? I'm a paparazzi. This, this happened over a year ago when Sean sold us, the other Sean Moore, uh-huh. sold us the C20. All right, whatever. Called the show and you bought it for yeah, a dollar, yeah. okay? Yeah, yeah, That was a year ago. This is not like a new topic, okay? okay. But, you just, but that's the point. And You've I have doing... had a total freaking crisis uh-huh. of not being able Remember when you're to... like, I probably shouldn't defend myself? Oh, yeah, I should Just play the you're next right. one. Yeah, all right. Well, this sucks. <laughs> It totally freaking sucks. Hi, uh, guys. It's your buddy Grant calling from Iowa. Um, just want to let you know that for the listener meetup on the 31st, I might show up a little early. Um, so that way I can hop on a plane and get back to Iowa for my wedding that day at 2. So might be, might be just a quick, hey, how's it going for it? Wait a minute. There's no way this is really happening. Is well, it really? Well, we're recording this before that. So yeah. we actually don't know if this happened or not yet. I know that. This is oh. future us knows. By the time you hear this podcast, we'll know what happened. Yeah. But we're on the other side of it right now. So we don't. Is somebody really flying out to see us and then getting married? Because he's going to get divorced on the same day. <laughs> I, I highly don't recommend it because Ooh. if your excuse to your fiance is but lightning and Holman, it ain't going to fly, dude. Not even close. Would love yeah, to see. Anyways, you. just want to say that the sound effect of Holman is like the. Random talk, the gibberish just gets me every time. Oh, really? You mean uh, this one? (laughs) You're getting pretty close. Uh, Here's a weird one that I found. I don't know why it cracks me up, but listen (laughs) listen to this one. What is it? (laughs) That's you. Just making a woot sound? (laughs) I don't know what it is. You just saved it for some reason? I don't know what I just, before it hit the cutting room floor, I just, I'm like, that's such a weird sound. I don't know if you're eating or what. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> it's almost funnier than. No, that's better. Yeah, it is better. That going. Don't ever let that stop. Then I had a question about. I got a Ram twenty uh, fifteen hundred with uh, five seven Hemi in it. I just rolled a hundred thousand miles, and I didn't know if there's anything that I got to be aware of uh, going into the future with used cars being where they're at and stuff. I'm probably gonna have to hold on to this old girl for a while. So just anything to be aware of, any maintenance, um, anything I need to take care of. Um, planning to take it to our honeymoon, about a 3,000-mile loop of the southern states. Um, so, yeah, anything I need to know about that would be helpful. So keep up the keep up the good work. Love listening to the podcast, and we'll catch you guys later. So first of all, thank you very much for listening. We appreciate it. By the way, yeah, thanks, Grant. the five-star hotline is 657-205-6105. 657-205-6105. The easiest way to find that number, though, because you're going to forget it as you're listening to this, is go to our Instagram and then go to the other uh, profile, and there's a call button right there. Click that, call us. And then, Holman, what's the answer on the 5.7 Hemi? So, so you didn't say what year it is. So typically, uh, if it's uh, over seven, eight years old, you'll want to, you know, well, any vehicle, let's start there. Make sure your tires are good. Make sure your brakes are good. Make sure everything's lubed. Make sure that your you know, uh, brake system's fine, oil change. talking all, about all the, the engine. All though. the basic stuff. Yeah. Well, the engine's fine. The engine will last way more than 100,000 miles. The, hem- the Hemis are a solid engine. But when you get over you know, seven, eight years, that's when you want to start looking for things like coolant hoses and stuff like that that are starting to maybe rot from the inside. So you want to make sure you, you know, don't aren't caught unaware. 
Uh, you but, know, let's stop there with the coolant hose because yeah. there's really other than getting in there and squeezing and poking yeah. around with your fingers when they're obviously when they're yeah. cool or warm, I yeah. should say, it would probably be better because yeah. they're pliable. How do you how do you test? There's they'll a way start, to pressure check. Well, they they'll start swelling. You'll see the hoses start swelling. Okay. Sometimes they're just brittle. Sometimes you can feel you know, the, from the inside. If a hose doesn't feel good or doesn't pop back right away, like there's a feel to it. But a lot of people think, oh, the outside looks good, so there's nothing I need to do, and then they get a, a blown hole, you know, hose down the uh, down the road. Um, but you yeah, do, and you don't want that to happen on your honeymoon. honeymoon. Uh, so anyway, you uh, just you know all the basic maintenance at hundred thousand miles vehicles these days. That's not a big deal. They're not they're not that old. Like there's just you know if you've done regular service and tire rotations and all that kind of stuff, just just make sure that stuff's good. And if you're at a certain age. You know, make sure you're checking hoses and belts and those kinds of things that can look okay and don't give you much warning before they pop. Otherwise, n- nothing wrong with uh, with keeping a, a Hemi past 100 grand. Next call to the Five Star Hotline. Five Star. Five Star. Five Star. Hotline. Hey, Lightning. Coleman is Mike Boyle. Just responding to Lightning's question, why uh, the Chinese chose to use a manual transmission in their army trucks? Because it gets you home. Automatics, when they break, you're stuck. Manual gets you home. You just may be stuck in low gear, but you get home. Also home and leave the odd Ford name. It just fits anyways. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you, Mike. Odd Ford it is. Yeah. I'll let you boys know that due to the current uh, economic situation, going to trade in my 2020 Chevy 2500 D71 Duramax LTZ. They're going to give me 3500 over what I paid for it uh, 15 months ago. Did he just say they're going to give him 3500 over what he paid for oh, it yeah. six months ago? A friend of mine has a 18 Ford Raptor. I believe it's an 18. He took it down, chased Baja, broke off the mirrors, shattered the rear window, did a bunch of stuff like that, had stickers all over it, and it has like 40,000 miles. And he took it, got detailed, got all that stuff fixed. The dealer just offered him $76,000 oh, for, oh uh, I think it was a 2018. Oh. Might have been in 2017. Yeah. So he's ordering- all, all the prices are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So he's ordering a new 37-inch tire Raptor that you know is gonna, he's going to have to build to order and wait a little while, but he's got another car. So he's like, I don't care. So he basically, he got to drive and chase two Baja races. Got paid to do it. And got paid to do it. Yeah. That's a pretty good deal. Decided to trade this truck in. Didn't want to. I just uh, bought it because I thought I was going to do some heavy towing, you know, based off of y'all's recommendations and all the podcasts, right? This is what brought me to y'all's show. So I think it's a little bittersweet that I'm trading the truck in. But the good news is I'm getting a 2021 Z71 Suburban um, from my wife. She's always liked it. So getting rid of my truck, getting her a Suburban. We got a 26 Tahoe. Uh, by the way, the 21 Suburban is good looking. No, no they're, they're they great. They did looking. a the really old, nice so job. I had a Yukon AT4. I got a chance to, uh, that's actually what I towed the Odd Ford back home from the ranch with. And Where uh, did you get that? It's one of our long-termers. Oh, lo- a loaner. Yeah, got yeah, yeah. Okay. Four-wheeler uh, uh, SUV of the year. Oh, I love that. And uh, the only thing I don't like about it is uh, the push-button uh, transmission. It's kind of annoying. 
The, oh, why? What, what do you not like? What is it? What is it you laggy? To, you put no. You have to push buttons. Oh, okay. It's just like stop. What, push button. Well, what do you like better? That or the, the, like the RAM no, rotating like, knob? I like the knob way better. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. Because it's easy. I don't have to look at anything to push. You know, to twist mm. the knob. I know where. You I know am. what I don't like about the RAMs that I didn't realize it took me a, a while because I'm a dumbass. Uh-huh. Is that you can't put it in drive if the doors open? Correct. That's freaking dumb, mm-hmm. and nowhere but, does it say anything. So, do you want to know a trick? What's that? Buckle your seatbelt behind you. Oh. And it'll allow you to do that. Like backing up a trailer and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So wait a minute. But I was buckled it's, in, it's but a, the door was safety, open. It's a safety thing. They may they may have changed that then. You had your seatbelt on and you couldn't do it? Correct. Yeah. It mm. goes into auto park mode. Yeah. Yeah. Super lame. That we've had since the babies were born, so I'm gonna I'm gonna roll in that, but big uh, big picture is getting my old scout fixed up and that'll be my daily driver here in three or four years so i guess i'm gonna be truckless but i mean the suburban is body on frame it does have ifs rear the tahoe has you know straight axle in the back but ifs front so guys am am i truckless i mean i I don't know i got a tahoe a suburban uh scout am i truckless i don't know i'm a little confused this morning you boys have a great day Five stars. See you down the road, boys. Five star review. Five stars. Is he truckless? I would say nope. no. No, no, no he's definitely, definitely not. not. Yeah. Suburban's like one of the, and tr- the truckiest of yeah. SUVs. And the Scout. Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, dude. You're, 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 good. you're way more uh, truck tr- truckful than me. Tr- truckful? Truck filled? Truck, truck filled? Truck, truckful? Truck truck adjacent? No, no, he's not truck adjacent. You aren't either. <laughs> And now it's time for some truck news. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Hooray for trucks. What? What? Don't, what? Hooray for trucks. Give me some warning that you're going to do that. If you're not going to do the uh, then I'll just sit out and I'll let you just be a goof. Uh, whatever. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! I did not. That was a funny one. <laughs> uh, the 2022 Chevy Silverado 1500 LT Trail Boss. You can have it with diesel now. <gasps> That's cool. That's very cool. Tell me more, please. You can have it with the diesel. What more do you need to know? Uh, that's I, I guess. That's it. Okay. Let me ask you this. Holman, about the the three liter Duramax. Okay. Do we know its popularity overall yet? I mean, it, it it's it's. I feel like people are talking about it. I'm curious how it's selling. Any kind of I, idea? I don't know about the trucks, but I can tell you that the uh, Tahoe and suburban diesel, six mm-hmm. percent. Okay, a little low. I'm guessing it's higher, probably maybe 15% on the trucks. Oh. I don't know if uh, if I can find that on here because I haven't seen any pickup truck numbers to this to this date. So I don't know. I just have Tahoe and Suburban, 6%. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. No, I did not. Um, that's a shame. <laughs> you going to tell me? Well, because I was going to tell you, speaking of the 3-liter turbo diesel engine in the, uh, in the Trail Boss being mm-hmm. available... 2022 GMC Sierra Limited AT4 gets it standard. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah? Yeah. For sure. Okay. All right. I like the AT4. All right, good. Uh, Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! No, I did not. Well, why not? I don't know what the story is. Haven't you been listening to the show? I don't know what the story is. I can't. I have no reference point. Why? It must be truck related. What is it? Uh, What's the news? 
Remember that little uh, Alpha Wolf we talked about, the little electric truck that looked like a uh, like a Toyota? No, I don't oh, listen. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, they just dropped a uh, new yes, version of it. Yes, I do. I it. do recall it. Yeah, we were like, hey, that's a Toyota. Yeah, yeah, a new concept version of it that is now Crew Cab. Okay. It's called the, uh, the Super Wolf four-door that joins the Wolf and the Wolf Plus, and they have it kind of uh, outfitted for adventure. Looks pretty badass, right? Move my mic Although I like so the I regular see. cab better. The regular cab looks more pure to me. No, I like this. This is cool, though. I like this. This is very cool. That's a good look. That, so. You should take that uh, 100 bucks from that crappy company Tesla and uh, put it into these guys. Ah, when is this due? Do we know? Um, I don't know. They're based in SoCal. we got to figure out how to get them on the show. Well, it's we don't really have to figure out. We just call the number that's on the website, right? Uh, or email the info at. Are you going to do that? Nope, that's you. <laughs> of, course, of course it is. <laughs> we'll uh, add it to my uh, my list. Uh, right. Let's see. The uh, Super Wolf four-door electric truck can be reserved on the Alpha website. Pricing starts at 48000 which is the high end for the Wolf Plus, which is an uh, extended cab, and then goes to $56,000. Uh, that does include the potential government tax incentives. And uh, since uh, we don't have a timeline, does it even matter right now? Hmm. Mm-hmm. I just think it's cool. Did we get the range? I think you yeah, did like mention, right? Yeah, it's like $275, $300, okay. something like that, which All is right. that's decent. That's the average these days. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. I think I think if you can get uh, you know, 300 miles, I think you're pretty good. The, uh, the Dimensionally, the Super Wolf, it's 11 inches longer than the Wolf Plus, and it's 26 inches longer than the Wolf, which was the original one that we liked. Uh, it can be offered with a dual motor, four-wheel drive system. Uh, and there's no single motor option like on the Wolf and Wolf Plus. So when you get the crew cab, you get two motors. Fed by a 75 to 85 kilowatt lithium ion battery pack. And they're saying the Alpha Super Wolf has an estimated towing capacity of 6,724 pounds, which uh, to us seems pretty ambitious. Yeah. yeah. They're saying uh, acceleration zero to 60 in about six and a half seconds. I wonder what that does to your, your range when you're pulling that kind of weight. Well, a lot. Uh, and then they're saying the uh, the Wolf Plus is about 5.9 seconds, so the, obviously the added weight is uh, a little bit of a penalty on performance, but uh, 6.5 ain't no slouch. Um, and it says uh, all these are you know claims by Alpha. We don't haven't seen one, haven't touched one. Need to have them on the show. That's what I'm saying. I heard they're owned by an eccentric multimillionaire from Utah. Seems like multimillionaire isn't enough. Oh, are you talking about our our uh, was, friend? Uh, yeah, I was kidding. That's oh, a, that's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. No, no, they're not. No, yeah, they're not. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No, no. Again, you haven't heard? Not that I'm aware of. Huh? Tell me more. Uh, Nissan starts production of the Frontier. Current oh. just happened, like like this last week. Okay. So if you go to uh, now, motor- when they're listening to this show, are they? Are you out there driving the Frontier? Or has it already happened, or has it not happened yet? No, I've already driven it. By the time you uh, hear future me uh-huh. in the future, when they hear the show, I've already driven. That's it. past you. That's happened a few days right. ago. So they so past Sean Holman has already done it when they're listening to this. Yes. Okay. Right. And did 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 Holman of the future, but past when they're listening, right. enjoy it? Um, I'm going to say yes. Okay. Because I've actually seen it before <laughs> and touched it. I see. Uh, if you go to motortrend.com, you can see some videos and pictures of the uh, 2022 coming together. Okay. Uh, from Nissan Canton Vehicle Assembly Plant in Canton, Mississippi, uh, where the Frontier's been built since 2012. I've had a chance to be at Canton. It's a pretty good spot. Um, and then prior to that, it was built in uh, Smyrna, Tennessee. Uh, if you do happen to go out to Canton, Mississippi, head a little bit west and uh, go to Monroe, Louisiana. Go see my friend Chef Corey Barr at his restaurant, Parish. It's uh, worth the drive. He's a funny guy with some good food. He's a funny guy with some mm-hmm. good food. Obviously, he's been on the uh, on the show a few times in the past. 
Hey, uh, Lightning, did you hear? Nine, 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 nine. No, I did not. That is a lot of nines. <laughs> um, Twitter continues to uh, to slow roll all of its Tundra info after a dealer recently uh, let it fly on, I guess, their Instagram or something. Wherever so. it was, they could not have been happy. The PR team must have been upset. Yeah, it, can, it can't be Why great. did I sing that? I don't I, even I know. I have no idea. They must have been pissed. Uh, they showed a picture of a knob next to uh, MTS DAC crawl control and tow haul buttons. Um, not, hold on. Multi-terrain well, select. Let me see Yep, there it is. There's the knob. Yep, right, right there. Multi-terrain select, downhill okay. assist. Oh, that does. That looks kind of like a knurled uh, aluminum yeah. looking. Kind of a billet surround there. Yeah, nice. Yep, okay. Yep. I mean, from what we can see. Uh, here's the TRD Pro interior with the red seats. Kind of cool. Oh, that is cool. It's yeah, red. Like it's very it's, red. If you've with seen a, a white uh, Camry. Uh-huh. With the red interior, yeah, that's basically that's what it. Now that's a yeah, silver TRD with a uh, white, a white is TRD that white? black okay. pro. Yep. Okay, got it. Yep. Uh, so this is the signature red leather and black and white embroidered seats, and it'll be available in the TRD Pro trim. And they also show uh, a little console uh, charging uh, mat for your phone. And it's interesting because it looks like it's to the left of the glove box and to the right of the center console in a vertical plane. So that you could charge it upright while you look at it, which hmm. a lot of manufacturers usually have them buried in cubbies and things like that. So, and then we've uh, talked about before the panoramic roof, as well as the roll-down rear window, and uh, the updated touchscreen infotainment system looks very Toyota, and it looks massive. Look at that. Oh, that is very cool. Wow, so the, the, the separation Camry and Prius on steroids that met the, each other. The knobs, like your 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 volume is yeah. is thirty five inches to the left of these <laughs> tuning knobs. Well, they're like that in the current Tundra too. Okay, it's way over there to get to that side. Huh. Uh, giant screen. I would estimate that that might be a twelve inch on its side, maybe. And it looks like even uh, the climate control little round knobs inside mm-hmm. that give you the temperature have uh, screens in them because they're doing some kind of. Crazy stuff with the uh, with the colors and stuff there. So anyway, uh, Toyota continues to slow roll. It'll be uh, interesting. I have heard nothing but great things about this truck. I know some things about this truck I cannot tell you yet. What? But I will tell you that I can't tell you is what I'll tell you. Okay, so you're saying it's embargo. Okay, can you give us some hints about what that content might be? Like, is it about the suspension? Is it about the gearing? Crawl ratio? Is it about uh, sliding rear window? Can you give us any clues? Body performance, zero to sixty times. I'm sorry, are you still talking? Tire size? No, can't tell you. NDAs, but Fa- factory on forties. No, no, none of it. Mm. None of it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No, 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 no. No, no, I didn't. Well, I was just going to tell you about one thing, but you don't seem too happy anymore. Oh, so. well, hold on. Maybe I'll give you... No! <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I oh, why does it end like that? What happened? I don't know. Wait, lightning says no and he gets hit by a car? Uh, I what was so. that? Screaming no forever over Smash Mouth in the background, and then there's a car it crash. Was very odd. Mm-hmm. So the answer is, no, I don't know the story. Uh, okay. Uh, I was just going to point out that apparently uh, a company, I guess in Mexico perhaps, uh, in Culiacan? Culiacan. Sure. Culiacan. Sure, whatever you say. Okay, my wife uh, will get mad at me for butchering this. Um, 
Anyway, an aftermarket wheel shop in the Mexican city of Culiacan uh, has shared photos of a custom GMC Sierra Denali that it recently complete, uh, completed for a customer. But it's not a standard Denali. It's a regular cab. Wait. Check that out. Wait. Isn't that cool? Wait. Hold on a second. So head over to um, okay. the Instagram account for uh, JC Wheels. It's at Chore JC Wheels. At C-H-O-R-E-J-C-W-H-E-E-L-S. At Chore JC Wheels. They've taken the unavailable regular cab and, and made it into a Denali or took a Denali and regular cab. Whatever they did, I've never- Grafted it, it all together. It looks good. Yeah, it's it does a, look good. It's a cool looking little truck for a wow. big truck. That was expensive to do. It's uh, got chrome mesh Denali grill, chrome mirror caps, chrome side assist uh, steps, Denali badging, 22-inch factory Denali wheels. Um, I have no idea what it would have cost, but uh, it looks factory. They definitely yeah, did a good job I don't know. Would you have done like a blackout package though? Like instead of the chrome? I realize that Denali's yeah, often but it's, have all it's the chrome. Yeah, Mexico. But... You know, it's probably going to a t- uh, cartel drug lord or something down it's there. It's true. It is white. It. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's sort of like- It would have been way cooler if it were lowered. I mean, slammed. It's stock height. Uh, is it? I mean, it looks stock height. I guess. I guess. I don't know. But it's just, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it from the standpoint of this- Vehicle doesn't exist in the wild. That's right. All. It's interesting that it was down there in, in Mexico. You know, not a SoCal thing, not a Florida thing. No, no. Huh. So anyway, check it out. Okay. All right, that's it. I'm out. Got no more news. Time that's to end the, sh- end the show. We're done. No. No. Oh, that's it. That's your no for ending the show? <laughs> yeah. Well, since that wasn't very convincing, we're going to have to end it anyway. <laughs> ah, well, what about... <laughs> I'm startled that's that it's over. That's not even a no. Is that what it was? No, yeah. Well, what about this one? No, no, no. I'm banging on wow. stuff. It, it sounds like you're banging your head on like your uh, high school locker. I was. It's over. I can't believe it. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. We are at truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Send us a note and we will read it on the air just for you. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. that as I said that, I realized that we didn't do any listener email. No. No, no, because you're like, save it for the next one because we have all these great calls. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We had a lot of great calls. You guys called in on the uh, five-star hotline, which is 657-205-6105. 657-205-6105. Please leave us a message at your leisure. We uh, we love hearing from you guys. So uh, please leave us more voicemails. We'll play them on the air, even if we forget to play a couple of them for like two months like we did here. <laughs> and, and, and listen, you don't have to bring the hate, the lightning hate, every single episode. Yes, yes, you do. Everybody likes it. Uh, they uh, no, they I agree think, with it. I and, think that uh, they started in jest. They started with a good chipper attitude. Yeah. And then they have slowly turned against me, like, legitimately. No, no, no. They love you. sucks. No, nah, this show wouldn't be the same without you. It would be better. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. (laughs) It's what you meant. All right. If you want to get to know uh, Lightning more (laughs) intimately, head over to at LBC Lightning or uh, you can... Whoa, wait. How many... uh, Hold on. No, no. Don't kill the bed. Don't kill the bed. How many Wreck-It Rim uh, people are following you now? Oh, well, that's not what I was... Oh, I thought you were going to be excited about your Wreck-It Rim. No, that's not... I I have to look. All right. You can follow me at Sean P. Holman Mm -hmm. or uh, at ADVG or at Odd Ford. No, I was going to ask you how many people showed up to our event this last weekend. Uh, I don't know because it hasn't happened I yet. know. See, I knew you wouldn't say. I know okay. of at least Hold eight on. to ten people that are coming. So I'm on a Lockjaw C20. That's not it. Wreck-It Rim. Uh-huh. 
you guess how many how many new followers do we have? I, and, and we suck so far. We only have a couple of photos. But my <laughs> oh, my, wait, my wait son, to put the effort in there. Well, no, no. But but my we have collected photos. We just need to post them. And okay. I would really ask you guys. Listen, you've all been in the parking lot of your your local market, and you look down. And you're like, dude, who curbed the freaking wheels on that brand new car, truck, whatever? And I want you to just snap a photo, get it close, so we see the dings right in the right on the rim. Just you can just hear it. You know what I mean? And send it to at wreckitrim, wreckitrim.com. Why? I don't know, because it's something that me and my son started, and it sounds fun. And we have a whopping sixty-two followers. Sixty-two. Sixty-two. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not almost... saying it's on fire. All right. But it's it's going to be fun once hey, we get a bunch listen, of stuff. Uh, Odd Ford is uh, only did, two did, weeks old. Did you see the first one I posted right here? Uh, Let me show that's you this not mine, here. though. Oh, oh, I saw that one on the internet. Yeah, 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 so this is, yeah, this is the... the Super the, Duty. Yeah, the Super Duty, where the uh, the center of his yep. three-piece rim just uh, came out. And, yeah. I, uh, I'm i almost up to 400 on the old Odd Ford already. That's pretty good, right? That's good. It's it's unique. Yeah. I, I had cigars with uh, KJ Jones and David Freiberger uh, mm-hmm. last week. Thanks for the invite. You're Appreciate welcome. It, it wasn't was my house to invite you. And uh, Where were you, at KJ's? At uh, KJ's. And well, I know KJ, too, and I didn't get an invite. Well, he doesn't like you, so... Um, I sent that guy a lot of free merch. Yeah, that sucks. all failed, so... Yeah. Oh, that hurts. Ouch. <laughs> Only failed once. <laughs> Only got a couple uh, uh, er- early er- early releases. Early releases, yes. Anyway, so uh, Freiberger mm-hmm. had posted, uh, I-, I posted a picture of the three of us, because we've been trying for years to get all of us on the same schedule. We're having cigars, and I uh, posted Freiberger repost. I had like 300 new followers overnight. Dang. I'm like, thanks. Can you do that again? <laughs> it is amazing. I'm how, catching up uh, to you. I'm like at 4,600 or something. You're going to pass me. I hope so. I, I told you. We've had this conversation before. Yeah. I, I've, I hesitate to do it again, but I think that uh, our listeners, Truck Show Podcast listeners, or like-minded truck fans, you have a lot of that content. I also and, have and, a lot of not that content, though, because my page yeah. has weird stuff. I got cigars. No, got you spirits, do, but it's I got guns. Stop, stop for a second. It's man content. It's, it's, yes. it's man content, it all right? Man. Mine, not as much. It's, it's, yeah. and, and I, Less and I, man content. And I, it, 20 episodes ago or whatever it was, I asked you guys, what kind of stuff should I post? You're like, no, just keep doing the family stuff. Do whatever, you know, float your boat. And so I did, and it's clearly not paying off. So thanks for nothing, guys. I mean, <laughs> well, you think they sabotage your, uh, your socials? Well, yeah, because they're like, <laughs> I think what happened is a couple hardcore fans uh, weighed in. They're like, no, we love seeing your, your regular day, you know, day to day. And I don't think that's what the, 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 the truck show podcast fans want to hear or see. They okay. want to see right. manly man right. content. I gotta, I'm reeling you back. We're gonna go. We're gonna I'm jigging myself a whole. Twenty game? more minutes for you to get through this. Listen at Truck Show Podcast. You can I, follow you know, us there. You, you know what this? Hey, room did you is? see our Facebook? We have almost ten thousand followers on Facebook. It's pretty rad. I know. That that's go us. Right, we're pretty we built good. that from zero. Although we suck right now as at far as getting people. It, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I I was on a roll. Instagram. I'm I'm I've been pretty good lately it's about getting hard. back to everyone. Yeah, there's so much. I stuff love going when on. people talk smack about lightning and they don't realize that it's lightning replying to them, and I'm agreeing with them. Like that goes a douche. Ten thousand one hundred twenty-eight followers. That's not bad. That's pretty good on our yeah, Facebook. It's not bad. We don't have that on our Instagram, and I think our Instagram's better, or it was. No, it's, it's hard because we have we just have day jobs. Well, it's because I run Instagrams. Yeah, you're Instagram. You're Instagrizzled out. <laughs> I am <laughs> grizzled out. Yeah, yeah. All it's right. It's so weird that this studio yeah. for me, yeah. our little gray box with our foam yeah, walls that's here, super hot. It's like 85 it's in here and 90 percent humidity. Fr- it's awful. It's awful. And right if now. you stop talking, we could leave. I just want to thank everyone. All right. For being my audience, okay, and listening to I'm me. I'm your audience. Th- they're listening. I'm just saying. Listen, 
We could be in the Matrix in a computer simulation, and I'm the only real thing in your life right now. No, they're as real as you are. You think so? Yeah. Well, then where were they on Saturday? Uh, they showed up. <laughs> they showed up. We had we had a few people show up, didn't we? I uh, hope. I'm going to say 15. It's weird. We, let's not <laughs> do this. Know. Let's it's not funny. do this. It's funny, though. It's we're funny. recording this before it happened. Right, right, right. Yes, I don't Which want to insult funny. us, but we'll see. We insult us all the time. I insult you all the time. I put up an event. Did anyone? Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's why I'm, I'm, I'm guesstimating 15. Okay. I'm, that's what we're going with. Well, that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was way less beer than we thought we'd have to buy. Do we want? I don't want to do this. Yeah, it's funny. Come on. Just leave, let it go. All right, well, we want to thank everybody who showed up last week. We won't talk about it now. We'll talk about it in the next episode, but hopefully we get some good audio for you, all that kind of good stuff. All right, also have to thank Nissan, our presenting sponsor, because they've been with us for, geez, over three years now. And uh, if you're in the market for a half-ton truck... Stop, stop, give me a hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Nissan. Seriously, though, if you're in the market for a half-ton or a half-ton plus truck, head over to NissanUSA.com. Check it out. You can build and price. Look at all the features and stuff. Great value. Totally underrated. Great dependability, great power, that V8 sound, Fender audio, all the stuff you want in a truck, NissanUSA.com. Head over to your local Nissan dealer. Tell them we sent you. Get yourself a good deal. And, of course, we got to thank our friends over at Duralast because mm-hmm. if it weren't for Duralast, I wouldn't be able to start Odd Ford right now. Right. Or it wouldn't be on fire. No, 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 no. <laughs> Duralast didn't set it on Although fire. They, I set it on fire. fire. Right, I right. required Duralast for them to for it to be fixed. Got it. So Duralast fixed my um, mess up, if you will. Oh, okay. They cleaned up your mess. Uh, I cleaned up my mess with their parts. I see. Oh, that's okay. I happened to need one of their starters, and so it ended up being perfect. So if you're like me, and you've burned out your Bendix because you caught your Jeep on fire in the middle of the street. Is that a euphemism? Burned out your Bendix? No, but if you're like me, and your Jeep was on fire in the middle of the street, and you used your Bendix to uh, ignition drive your uh, your Jeep onto your driveway Mm -hmm. and uh, burned it out, uh, head over to Duralast.com, lifetime warranty, uh, great customer service. Duralast starters and alternators are triple tested at the component, subassembly, and finished unit levels to ensure OE or better amperage and torque output. These starters and alternators are remanufactured by Tier 1 or OE manufacturers for OE or better performance levels versus rebuilt, which is just torn down, inspected, and clean. Or if you want a new one, check out the Duralast Gold Line. You'll find your starters, your alternators, everything at DuralastParts.com or your local AutoZone. And if you like to go adventuring like I do, you want to uh, download Onyx from the App Store or Google Play Store or head over to onyxmaps.com. Onyx is the tool for adventurers. Is, allows- is Onyx, Holman, the first tool that I need to put in the four-wheel drive truck that everyone says I need to buy? Let's get the four-wheel drive truck first, and oh. then we'll see about what tools Do not we put the you. cart before the horse? I'm just saying that uh, it, if you buy it, it comes pre-installed with a tool. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, like that? Thanks, yeah, yeah, okay. I see what you did. Uh you can adventure to new places. They have over 550,000 miles of roads, trails, including road and trail open and closed dates, vehicle restrictions. Uh, you've got 985 million acres of public lands across the U.S. You can see your current location on the map, even without using the service. You can mm-hmm. do offline maps. I mean, I use Onyx all the time. I love it. Listen, give it a try. Seven-day free trial. They don't require your credit card. 30 bucks a year for the entire country. Come on, guys. Less than one tank of gas. And if you want Elite that shows all the trails and detailed maps, plus who owns the land around you, $99.99 for a year. OnyxMaps.com. And uh, last but not least. Welcome, Bill Stein. You'll wish you hadn't signed up for this mess. Uh, Alice, whoa, wait. Whoa, Alice, whoa. Alice. No, no. We're super. No, 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 no. no. We're going to go. Bill Stein's going to love Listen. Oh. I, got, I got Bill Stein's on the Adventure Jeep right now. Mm-hmm. I also got Bill Stein's coming for the Adventure Jeep because I got their new 8100s. I cannot wait. 
And did I tell you the... And wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Before you get into yeah. the, the tease about that, what is the difference between the 51s and the 81s? Well, the 5100s are 46 millimeter pistons, so uh, just under uh, two inch, two inch shock, so like 1.96, seven, something like that. All right. 8100s are a 60 millimeter piston. And so that's a 2.65. So a big boy, and it's got a big old reservoir as well. So uh, Oh, external and, reservoir. And it's valved for going and doing the fast stuff. Huh. And it's going to be freaking awesome. Is that because you're working the uh, the JL a little harder than you expected? Uh, yeah, I worked it way harder than I thought ever <laughs> thought I would. So I need the suspension to keep up. I had a set of 8100s on my JK. And as good as the 5100s are, they've been amazing for the last a little bit over a year and 22,000 miles or whatever it's got now. Uh, I'm ready for uh, some higher end shocks. Just have you have you gotten out um, and and felt the shocks after? Like, oh, I can get them hot. How hot? Uh, like, can you still yeah, at you, a point where you can't touch them? Yeah, you don't want to touch them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be nice to have the extra oil capacity and volume and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And on my old flat fender, my 51, if you guys remember uh, from Four Wheeler Magazine Project Colonel Mustard back in the day. I had Deaver set do a, a set of lift springs for me. It was like a one and a half inch or two inch lift. I'm gonna have them do that for me as well on Odd Ford because the beauty of that setup is I can use four rear CJ5 Bilstein 5100s. Oh, that's cool. And and my old flat fender, that setup was awesome. It rode great, kicked butt off road, and my springs are basically flat <laughs> in the uh, in the Odd Ford. Because of just the age, right. so having like a real spring again will be nice. But the Bill Steins on it were awesome. So what are the what is the difference price wise between like fifty one hundreds, eighty one hundreds? Are uh, we talking? A, well, eighty one hundreds are like the top of the line, and fifty one hundreds are like their entry level performance shock. Okay, there's still forty six hundreds below that that are a direct replacement that don't have any lift or anything like that. So a fifty one hundred per axle, so two of them. If it's a regular shock, might be less than a couple hundred bucks, 150, something like that. Okay. Whereas if you have- You're talking about 150 each-ish? No, no, no. Oh, per oh, axle? Yeah, per axle. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great deal. They're, they're pretty affordable. Okay. And then if you're stepping up to like a leveling kit and you know a loaded strut and spring, now you're up around, let's see, leveling kit is probably 350, 400 range, something like that. And okay. then a loaded one's probably around 800, depending on application. And then stepping up to like uh, 8,100, you're talking about- Per axle, so two of them, my guess would be 1600 1800 okay. per axle. Okay, all right. Yeah, you know, complete right, so everything. You're, you're step, stepping up to the big boys. Yeah, I'd say it's a little bit under four grand if you do all four corners. Ooh, and yeah. these are headed uh, to your house in a box. They're in, in a, a box. FedEx box right now. Wow. And I cannot, and, and our buddy Mike Rice at Adventure Off-Road is going to- uh, Get it all installed for me. So okay, be along with uh, AV's been very, very good to me. And so where I, I sent them uh, pictures of my wheels. You know the one that you need for wreck at rim. Yes, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna rewheel me. Can you? Uh, they're gonna rewheel. Yeah, you? we're doing Adventure Jeep 2.0. So okay, so Bill Steins. I don't have photos of wheels. Too bad. Can you send me a photo? I, I can. Okay, Bill Steins uh, 8100s, uh, new wheels, and then new uh, 37 inch BFG KM3s. Sitting okay. in, sit in my garage right now. I saw those. Yeah. They look pretty nice. Where are you going to take this to test out these 8100s? Everywhere. So you're going to cover all the trails on Onyx Maps? Uh, I'm going to start, yes. I'll be (laughs) done. I will finish that before my F100's finished. That's probably true. (laughs) All right. I know you're driving in your truck right now thinking, man, this thing rides like crap. 
Well, <laughs> speak for yourself. Then you, <laughs> <laughs> you want to head over to BillStein.com where you can check out all the different applications they have. I guarantee you they've got a setup for your truck. So you can also find out more about the TRX technology that's in the Black Hockey Squares. You can find out about the ESCVs, the end-stop control valves, and the new Bronco. And you can find out... Do you want direct replacement, or do you want something a little more high performance? Baller! <laughs> exactly. Billstein has it all. Billstein.com. Thanks, guys, for uh, for joining us on the podcast. So, again, welcome, Billstein. Thanks for uh, joining us for a little bit here, and uh, we hope that we are as fade-free in our performance as your shocks. <laughs> That's so cheesy. <laughs> I know, but it's kind of true. true. <laughs> <laughs> The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. Blah! Blah! Blah!